Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 259 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. You read that right in the title. We have a very special guest in the studio today. Lady to my left, please introduce yourself. Hi, I am Vera Dark. I run a YouTube channel called Vera Dark Dark Titan Enterprises. I am a gaming live streamer and entertainment commentator. Yes, you are. And yesterday, I, I said very dark enterprises because I was having the worst day of my entire life. As <laughs> far as uh, uh, I kid you not, there was wow. literally no worst day for me. I was like, and uh, 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 I, I was not talking or saying pretty much anything. Hopefully, your brain has turned back on today. But if it hasn't, we'll make up for where it falls short. Okay, Hopefully. Brett. That is that is what uh, that is what it's about. That's what friendship yeah. is about, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Excited. Excited. We Thank got a you bun- for being here. We got a, a bunch of stuff to talk about today. And uh, the funny thing was, is yesterday when we talked about Wonder Woman uh, and the what was coming up with James Gunn, with Patty Jenkins, I was worried because I knew this was something that uh, hopefully I would want Vera to be able to talk about on yep. stream. And luckily, as we yeah. tend to know, the information comes out for stuff like this. Um, it comes out in waves, so a it bunch does. of stuff all comes out at the same time. We ended up having more than we thought we would have to talk about coming through uh, <laughs> through true. James Gunn, through yeah. all of these other people at DC. So we've got uh, Patty Jenkins is walking away from Wonder Woman three. She just she just didn't want to rewrite the script, the treatment. Uh, we're also going to talk about Avatar, which will be pushing environmentalism and colonialist propaganda, or should we say anti-colonialist pop propaganda. We are also going to talk about the Game Awards and the amazing. Uh, oh, twisting, geez. winding tale about the guy who just randomly walked up on stage at the very end of the of the stream at the at the end of the last award. There's a, a, a surprising like, rabbit hole to be explored there, which we discovered just before the show started, actually. No, so uh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> That's the funny part. It's like you guys kept talking about it, and like more would happen. You're like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> we we've got that. We are also going to talk about a band in the UK named. Uh, no longer named slaves now named soft play soft play which is i can't think of a worse name to to change (laughs) yourself to but they bent the knee and i've got some commentary specifically that i want to talk about in relation to the fact that i thought that their explanation for the band name was fantastic back in the day but because it's 2022 you have to bend the knee instantly Mm -hmm. so we are going to discuss that and we are going to talk about the recent trend in horror movies being made out of children's tales there's some analysis in this article and there's a trailer for the new uh basically it's a grinch horror movie that comes out today so we're gonna watch the trailer for that and then we got a bunch of other stuff so if you ladies are ready we will just get right into it mary are we ready we are ready how about you i am ready all right but first but but first uh so i do want to address (laughs) this before anything so yesterday i did make a point of uh when we talked about it was two days ago that we talked about jennifer lawrence yes right so two days ago jennifer lawrence claimed that she was the first girl ever to be in an action movie, you know, to, to lead yeah. an action movie, to- and now she's followed up on her stupid miss. 
yeah. wording of of her take on this and told the hollywood reporter the following yeah. that's not what i meant to say at all i know that i'm not the only woman who has ever led an action film what i meant to emphasize was how good it feels and i meant that with viola to blow past these old myths that you hear about, about the chatter that you would hear around that kind of thing. But it was my blunder and it came out wrong. I had nerves talking to a living legend. Well, That's not what I would call Viola Davis. Yeah, she's, a, she's, I mean, she's a pretty big name in acting. Living legend. I mean, living she, legend. She will likely yeah, go down big in praise. history. It is. But what I want to point out is that, look, I actually believe, and I know I'm, I'm probably in the minority here, I actually believe what she's saying, meaning that this was an interview that wasn't done, written, it was spoken, and you speak differently to people than you do typed when you type things out you have to your brain unconsciously goes to is this true or not because you're going to yeah. be fact checked instantly and transcript adds a certain effect to the sure. way you discuss that, things that's understandable yeah. however she made that emphasis and said it wrong because yeah. she genuinely overestimates yeah. her relevance in this industry and at the same time resents the first role that she got with Hunger Games. I dislike that she resents like the the fact that you know it's like it's like musicians who like refuse to play songs that got them famous. I <laughs> never understood that yes. either. Misery business is yeah. so sexist. It is such a good song and they refuse yeah. to play it. No, they have no, a complicated they... relationship with the song at the yeah. very least. No, they brought that one back. They brought they, it back. Yeah. Yes, Did but they, they yeah. had to make some right. sort of feminist oh, concession in order to do it, so. And then at the beginning of the song they like well we're just gonna sing it because you What's guys a, like it <laughs> you're nothing more yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like it's funny too because it's so tepid and so silly. Yeah. like it's so not and of course written by a teenager yeah obviously yeah so, so i just wanted to point this out because to me i do i did maybe i'm that guy i give her the benefit of the doubt i don't think it's a huge problem i like a lot of people when they talk they are hyperbolic in a way that is yes you don't realize maybe as you're doing it that this is going to go out and be scrutinized and let's face it variety picked that quote for a reason right well not really because when they originally tweeted it and it was getting ratioed to hell they realized they had to delete it to save Jennifer Lawrence's reputation, which is why they reposted it in a more flattering light. So they're still kind of running damage control for her. And this is kind of the, is the gaming industry the same way? Like the, the journalists are now there to protect the, the elites rather than to protect yep. the, the gamers. They're not there to inform the cu customers or to be on the side of the everyday person. They're there to back up the whatever's being said by the people in the head of the companies or the big name actors, the people that are in charge of these businesses. Well, well, every yeah. every journalist wants to be an activist now, which is the major problem. I, well, that's because we we need to push forward on my goal that you need to make activism lame. You need to make these people make feel activism embarrassing again. Yes. Like you should not brag about being an activist. You should no. cringe. Like yeah. you should cringe. Well, we'll get so. into that later with some news about the game awards. Yes. yes. All right, so we are gonna we are gonna move on. We're gonna start today with more DC news, which I'm always hesitant to do because it's a dumpster fire. It's an absolute it's an absolute dumpster fire that tends to go all over the place as far as the information. But right now, what we know is that there's every bit the possibility that Wonder Woman three will move forward. It will just move forward without Patty Jenkins. Mm -hmm. So basically, she brought in a treatment. From what I understand, a treatment, not a script. They are not the same thing. A treatment is basically like you have the, the basic outline and ideas of all the events and characters that are going to happen in the movie, but the dialogue is not written. And they basically said uh, Pamela Abdi and the, the other one who are in charge now over there at Warner Discovery said, we would like you to rewrite aspects of this. And she said, no. 
She said no. She, she gave them the middle finger and she stormed did. out. She's such an alpha female, really. I don't think you're able to handle it. She, she's, yes, she's, she's if, very If you don't deserve her at her Wonder Woman, <laughs> or what is it? If you can't yeah. handle her at her Wonder Woman 1984, you don't deserve her at her, at her Wonder Woman 3. Right. No, well, no, because the, the better example would be if you don't, if you what can't handle her. would that be? Wonder her, Woman 2049? Uh, if you can't <laughs> handle her at her Wonder Woman 1984, you don't deserve her at her monster. That's the movie she directed. That's the very, very well known so uh it says patty jenkins allegedly sent an email to michael deluca that ended up with a wikipedia page with the definition of the word character arc visible the insider also reported that patty jenkins had no intention of heeding james gunn and peter saffron's decisions and didn't care about their input well that sounds like to me that sounds like the stubborn bullheaded uh behavior of a man Um, i have been told by hollywood that that is man's behavior Uh, well she's probably had to adapt to her personality this way to get along in the industry. I understand why she's being more assertive, but also she might be passing up an opportunity to save her reputation with having like ruined Wonder Woman well, and with she, the second one. He, right. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that she did not write Wonder Woman one that was written by uh, basically uh, Zack Snyder did the, the treatment in the story for that one. And uh, I forget the name of the other gentleman who, who wrote that. Movie. Oh, it was uh, Alan Heinberg. Uh, or, yeah, Heinberg, yeah, Heinberg wrote that movie. And it's far better because it feels far more real to the world they were building because it was written by a man that's why it was better well you know clearly women owned he was mansplaining i'm kidding she's not kidding she's not (laughs) um and here's the thing she also she's not doing rogue squadron anymore right like they they pulled her out i I mean i don't know if she got pulled off of rogue squadron but remember she made a big deal she's like my dad was a pilot actually it sounds like from what we know there were creative differences see that's what sounds like always creative differences it seems like that's a running theme with her lately if your if your example of my way or the highway is Wonder Woman 1984, where she basically <laughs> r words a dude, like you're you're yeah. off to a bad start here. Like she, she doesn't does. have. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I mean, I don't know So if that's basically true. what happens <laughs> is... Her boy, Wonder Woman's boyfriend, gets put into a body, and then someone not else. Not her real boyfriend. Right. Her real boyfriend is right. Is, not her real boyfriend. Her Steve Trevor is, is yes. dead. He is dead. It's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to explain. I tried to explain it the other day, and I was like, I was like, that is really yeah. convoluted. But basically, she. I'll the, have the, to watch it to understand the, in full. The magical MacGuffin gives you like the thing you've yes. always wanted or yes. whatever, and what she always wanted is to have her boyfriend back. And right. so basically, some random guy that she doesn't know becomes her, Steve Trevor, right? And she totally Steve. does him, and, and this dude becomes Steve Trevor. He's not in control of his own mind. He yes. becomes him inside, but not on the outside. He becomes a. She sees him as Steve she Trevor. She sees him as as that. Oh, oh, yes. okay. And uh, and see, and she definitely That's does. That's questionable. Yes, it is very questionable. But they make a highlight <sighs> in the movie of them doing it and them having a great time together. They even have like a wardrobe scene where she's dressing him up and is like, "I like you in this outfit." 
and that outfit and it's very creepy it's very just imagine the roles reversed yeah of if course it, that's oh, what we always yeah. say the like the hypocrisy reversed. the double standard blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. but they're still gonna do it so they're still gonna do this stuff. here's the thing what i've realized like if this news is gonna come out constantly james gunn who's not exactly known for his social media like tepidness he's very very um kind of he implodes sometimes on on social media he does and he's going to have to be mm. next level masterful well this thread that he posted on twitter which is quite long and i'm not going to read all of it yeah. is sort of like attempting to spit on a bonfire to put it out yeah there's still a lot of people who are angry at him uh i think it's quelled some worries and people are more trusting of him now but he at the end of this thread said we're giving these characters and the stories the time and attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answer. Yep. He said also, uh, everything we do is done in the service of the story and in the service of the DC characters we know you cherish and have cherished our whole lives. So in service of Wonder Woman, we have canceled Wonder Woman. He was, he was yeah. told Thumbs he was, up. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> he was told that he was not allowed to touch the Batman 2. He was not allowed to touch the Joker 2. He was not allowed to touch Wonder Woman 3. And he was not allowed to touch J.J. Uh, Abrams' Superman. But they've pulled the plug on those as far as I know. Anyways, there hasn't been any movement on the ill-fated J.J. Abrams' uh, no. uh, uh what would that be? A Valzad Superman, um, right. um, Superman movie, which no he, one. Are you saying he was told this directly by Zaslav? Uh, no, th- I'm saying that the Calvin Ellis Superman yes. movie has not moved forward. As no, far as it I is know. not. Apparently, no. he gave them a script or like a rough outline of a script, yeah. and they did not like it. Imagine how like good it must be to be J.J. Abrams, where you just do no work and get like 200 or 400 million dollars. So many movies over and over. Like he is. Uh, they gave him like 400 million dollars or something to develop movies yeah. in like 2019 and that's produced exactly zero <laughs> movies like that must be nice he's actually they're producing a game and he's overseeing the game that's as well it's so funny because he branches out and remember he did the um the, the spider-man comic with uh his son yes was that that was that wasn't jo- or was that joss wheaton i it was one of those i thought it was jj abrams i think it's jj he his his son like did a uh, spider-man novelty comic and and did the writing for it it was really really bad from what i understand but those are always but uh, nepotism yeah but nepotism so he's going to have to build like i i feel for james gunn because imagine being in charge of this many disparate elements that are all floating around egos galore on every single one of them each one of these egos with their own fan base that wants everything to revolve around them whether whether we're talking about the rock whether we're talking about uh zach snyder you know obviously we don't know how far he's going to be involved in this in fact my idea is they should just give him wonder woman just give Zack Snyder I Wonder agree. Woman and I let think him that make. That would be good. Like it would let be the very... so-called Snyder bots have one last hurrah. Give him, give, like, and then kick them to the curb. Look, the reason the first Wonder Woman movie worked is because the tone kind of contradicted the fish out of water charm yes. that Gal Gadot brought to that role. Yes, and having that again, granted, you won't have the same fish out of water story that you had before. I can see him handling it and he handles the action stuff far better. And maybe he will be, he won't be allowed to male gaze. So he won't use, he won't be um, forced to do as much gratuitous slow-mo as he always does. That's my one complaint is there's always way too much slow-mo. My favorite being the, the fruit stand in justice league, which spends like three and a half minutes. I, I watched it the other night because it's yes. like, I actually, I love the, I love Batman versus Superman, the extended edition, 
and I liked the Snyder cut of Justice League, but it's like four and a half or five hours long. Yes. I don't have the time of day to watch all that over and over again. But I was like, were those scenes as bad as I remember? Because it makes sense, even though I think they could have skipped the entirety of Bruce Wayne's origin story in Batman vs. Superman, you really don't need crashing fruit stands in the Justice League movie. So maybe if he can't zoom in on Gal Gadot like... <laughs> Creepily, he will refrain from doing his uh, super slow-mo thing all the time. Yes. So, like, uh, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work to do that I don't... He canceled, apparently, the Michael... They were they were planning or wanted to do a Michael Keaton Batman, Batman Beyond, Beyond. Which I would have that loved. That is so sad. Yeah. That is tragic that they canceled that. I've been, I've been going in between, like, back and forth between Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond on the weekends, like, when I can. Not, not last weekend, but, like, every other weekend I go back to watch some of the animated movies and it's, uh, the animated shows. And they're, like, there's a Babylon Bee meme that says the society finally admits that Batman the Animated Series was the peak of civilization. It kind of was. <laughs> like, you would be surprised in, in a society that now makes fun of, like, activism and social messaging, how much, like, anti-corporate discussion is had in the first season of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it's kind of fascinating how good it was, considering it was made for kids. Yeah, um, it was so good. I mean, people to this day talk about it yeah. and, and rave about it, yeah. and there's a reason. Kind of like X-Men 97, though yes. I, don't have as much, uh, I don't have as much history with that. I was more of a DC guy. Caper2X will be in the chat now calling me names <laughs> DC fan for, for telling me that. I was always quite the DC fan girl. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, guys, uh, she's here to defend me. Yes, uh, I will to the death. She she likes uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, so that's I two. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Dane is in the chat Dane, right now just, just seething and coping so hard. He is so, so good, and it's so sad that he's gone. At least for now, maybe we yeah. will get lucky. But and I, I was so. before we went on air today earlier in the day, I, I was thinking about it. and it's, it's a revelation that's kind of come to me before. But I thought about how DC really did pull off one of the most incredible. What do they say? Like snatch victory, snap, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, basically, or snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. They they perfectly casted their entire tri uh, Trinity as well as Aquaman. All of those casting decisions were t met with extreme enthusiasm, except for Ben Affleck, who later proved he might be the most divisive, but I still think perfectly cast. I agree. Um, and yeah. to mess that up that badly when you have casting yeah. that good is shocking and proof of just how bad the like the corporate level interference was for all of those productions. Like if Marvel could get their casting that right all the time, they would have even more money than they already do. But they kind of, what it is, is they rely on both the, the general fan base, right? The people that don't just love those characters, they love Marvel as right. a whole. Most people don't, I, I feel like, don't feel that same way about DC. They feel about specific characters. Because yes. those, specific actors yeah. as those characters. People feel strongly about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, not just Wonder Woman. Well, also right. those characters in general because of how far they've, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Batman really are, you know, outside of Spider-Man and now, I guess, Iron Man, but that's even a latecomer to such popularity. Um, right. It's almost harder to do that because people hold it like if you're taking a character that nobody knows about and this is why i think james gunn loves it because he can take a bunch of characters that nobody knows about and if it doesn't work that's no loss people take right. it a lot more personally when you don't pull off but these this amazing is like characters the time to make right. big wins yeah. if the game plan is to get new fans of the dcu and not just draw the hardcore comics fans into the theaters then 
you need to show some loyalty to the flagship characters and not the so-called D-listers and C-listers. I think that they need to balance better because I feel at this point, even... I feel like Marvel's been trying to push these new characters a little bit more yeah. or, well, new to the big screen. Yeah. But I feel like they need to balance much better yeah. on the DC side of things. I, I loved Peacemaker. I loved Peacemaker. Yes. I loved, and I loved James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. I, I loved that movie. It's not my general tone. I really but, liked it. Yeah. I thought that it had a couple of small issues, but I thought that overall it was pretty good and Peacemaker was very good. What didn't you like about I don't know. I just felt like the balance of the characters was a little bit off. Meaning they gave more attention to some than yes. others. Uh, script size set uh, with that many actors, it's, it's going to it's, fall between. Yes. Most likely, it's even possible that more people, there's a lot of shots of all of them, but a lot of it gets left on the cutting room floor just because Sadly. you're going to give more time to John Cena and Idris Elba right. because they're bigger names. Um, That's like I mentioned the other day, I was like, I rewatched the X-Men the other weekend and they were talking about how they gave Halle Berry more time in X-Men 2 than 1 because she just won her Oscar for Monsters Ball That's right. or whatever, so they increased her screen time. So John Cena, who was just cast in the Fast and the Furious movie likely had increased screen time because they were coming out around right. same similar period. So like I said, I still don't know if I buy James Gunn as like a as a studio executive. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I trust him as a creative doing his own stuff, even if it's not my stuff completely. But he's an unproven commodity as far as his ability to do backroom deals and organize these things. And I'm get things very in worried about what yeah. is actually going to happen under his leadership now because I, I do have to agree. I think that as a creative, he's got a lot of great ideas and he's good at executing what he wants to do. But Yeah, and he's got enough of an ego and enough uh, credit, enough credit to be given that platform and not really interfered with as much. Was Peter Safran also brought on to help in that side of things he's a pure producer i believe he's he's pure producer so he would be more money and organization side of things so maybe the idea is that james gunn is the focus it just it also further proves that it takes two people to be kevin feige at any one time uh like him or not and i don't and i'm not a fan of the way he's a powerhouse yeah uh i mean that's a rare skill set imagine like being a guy who somehow grew up loving a certain type of comic book but also decided to get into the world of corporate executive and then get like the perfect job that was basically designed for you I like, mean, he's good at it. I don't know if they. I mean, they tried it with Je, with Jeff Johns. Didn't really work. Walter Hamada was a was a studio executive, not a necessarily a comic fan. Exclusively. Not at all. Good horror, uh, good horror producer though. He does a lot of good horror. Mo- and that's horror. what he's going to be focusing on going forward at Paramount. Yeah, yeah. he's yes. moved on um, to Paramount. Yes. So I think that there's a bright side to Patty Jenkins walking away, though. They could replace her with someone better. Oh. A new ooh, who's script. that? Taylor Swift. <laughs> ah, yes. Guys, this is this is the this is what's going on. So Taylor Swift just recently got um, they mentioned it in the Hollywood Reporter today that she's gonna develop her first full length feature film because of course she is. And you know what? She's o- only worked on music videos so far though. 
You know, so she's she's about to write her own script and direct her own movie. I am this not is convinced. Official now <laughs> with Searchlight Pictures. Now some people are saying it's a awfully coincidental that this announcement is made just as Patty Jenkins walks away from Wonder Woman three. Could Taylor Swift? Make a better version of it? I don't or know. Or worse. I like this one. This is what if Taylor Swift takes a hard left and directs the next installment of the Saw franchise? <laughs> we could we <laughs> could do that. Funny. I mean, like, it, or she does it and it's just all music. It's all montages to her music. That's what I had said earlier. <laughs> well, what if she goes in a completely different direction and she decides to do like horror films and she decides cool. yeah. to do something completely different than what well, you'd expect? It's. it's Unlikely because it Taylor is. Swift is so self-obsessed and self-indulgent she that she can't make anything that's not about her, including the singular short film that she directed with Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. It was still reenacting her and her own right. relationship with John Mayer and uh, also casting herself in the victim role, of course. Of course. Uh, she is addicted to that. Classic. So I don't think she's necessarily going to have anything to offer directing a full-length movie that's not Honestly, about her. Honestly, no. I just, I don't think that she will. I, I think that maybe we'll see her go in on a project with somebody and she'll be like an executive producer and that's how she'll kind of test the water. No, no, she, she's going... Full Pull hog, in. like she's writing and directing completely on her own. Right. Because she says that now, but will she, will once, she realize how hard she gets it is right behind the scenes? Out. Will she realize, oh, I don't think I'm actually equipped to do this job? Yeah. Uh, Let us know what you think, guys. Let us know in the chat. Do you think that there's going to be a wave of like um, women can't catch a break articles relating to to Patty Jenkins leading this project? They're going to say if a man had said that he didn't want to rewrite the script, they would have seen it as they would a have virtue. capitulated. Yeah. Well, when you look at the way James Cameron behaves in his <laughs> business dealings, you can't help but sympathize with her, right? Well, you know what? Speaking of James Cameron, we might as well just do a, a hard uh, move to that direction now. We will keep, sure. we'll wait on the Super Chats. Guys, so <laughs> James Cameron is, is not uh, is not doing anything different for Avatar 2, as we found out. So it says right here that Avatar 2 will feature colonialist and environmentalist propaganda. Uh, There's been some pushback on this saying, like, if you paid any attention to the first movie, you should have known that it would repeat itself in those themes. Yeah. And that's what I took away from the first movie as yeah. well, even though it's been many years since I watched it. Um, that was it, definitely it was completely, a very big theme in it. Yeah, the big tech army bros versus the all-virtuous, harmonious society of blue cat people who have never done anything wrong. <laughs> my, my favorite part about all these stories like this is he talks about how like his stories uh, have nuance, but they rarely ever, in, in any context, show a lot of like detail to the good guys. They're always just bl like just blandly good. Right. And the other thing that was funny is we were talking about, um, I, was, I was listening to a review of Bullet Train last night, and they were talking about how Brian Tyree's Henry, Brian Tyree Henry's character wouldn't be allowed to be like pure evil, even though most of the people in that movie are extremely self-obsessed uh, and violent. He ends up sacrificing himself at the end because they wouldn't allow the black guy to just to, to just be bad because that's mm -hmm. modern Hollywood. And I feel like that's how it is about, they would apply the same logic to anyone inv involving environmentalism or involving any type of climate change, stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, yeah, it's very uh, bereft of nuance to just call yeah. that mineral unobtainium in the first place. <laughs> 
that yeah. should have stuck with the audience. But I think that the fact that some people are surprised about propaganda coming from the sequel, yeah. uh, which we're going to see soon, it just shows that they were too distracted by the 3D and the special effects and the blue people and all of the vibrant colors in the first movie to notice it. It was right under their noses. Well, also, like, for something like this, for this movie to make the amount of money that they're talking about, it has to have insane word of mouth. It they're, does. They're predicting $200 million for the opening weekend. I was like, I don't know if you know how far away $200 million is from $2 billion, but that's, yeah. like, a really long distance he down He still the hasn't... Yes. Uh, yeah elaborated on what he meant by saying they need to reach two billion to break even yeah like does he mean the third he never <laughs> sorry he, he never means the second third fourth fifth and sixth avatar movie which he has teased like five like, and six i feel like it honestly is just for this sequel because no of way. how much money the first one made and how much they've put into this one that means literally right. everyone and their baby and their mother needs to watch yes. this movie yes. or it will be a loss and i I'm pretty excited for Avatar 2. I'm, I'm hopeful for it. I heard you on your stream on Tuesday defending yourself uh, as an Avatar fan. I like yeah. Avatar. Yeah. I thought that the first Avatar movie was pretty good. It was long, of course. That's the biggest gripe that people have with it. But I thought that it was pretty Thoughts good. on it the bestiality controversies? Um, no comments. No comment. <laughs> no I comments. see common from the Avatar stands. No comments on um, the controversy. I thought it was interesting that... Uh, that they gave production notes to Bounding into Comics who they would have known was not going to be um, necessarily... Well, right. That they were going to be fair. That they weren't going to... They were going to have their own opinion and they weren't going to take the the word of the company and just go with it and say, this is going to be great no matter what. Right. Um, it says, the climate change propaganda is baked into the premise that the Earth is somehow doomed and has become uninhabitable in the decade or so since the film. I love how, like, they wonder why everyone's so depressed and then, like, they make movies <laughs> like this. Having a theme like that isn't inherently no. hopeless. It is. Because, like, think about WALL-E. You know, like, that movie showed this dystopian yeah. reality where Earth turned into a complete trash heap and then we had to fly off in this arc away from the earth and then we all became obese and stupid yes um and then you know it's still a heartwarming positive movie and it's appropriate for children i think that when it comes to a movie like avatar though what bothers me is just the hatred for humanity that's so palpable in the way it's written the misanthropy just is way overdone and you have to side against humanity to sympathize with the good guys and it's like i think that's very intentional and i said I this before like how i mean it makes me uh go into like alex jones mode where i'm like i'm a pioneer i'm a human like <laughs> i am pro your- humanity and i am not pro alien blue people well here right. let me let me push back and give you some hope for this and it's going to be a very strange example so I've mentioned this before on the podcast. It's my, one of my favorite examples of the weirdness of Hollywood, of things that don't normally happen. James Cameron has done exactly one TV show in his lifetime. It was called Dark Angel. Uh, he was the he created that show. He only directed one episode, but the plot, the premise, all of the characters, those came from him. It's about a cyber. It's about a genetically modified, uh, basically feet like she's a mutant. She's a female mutant that can beat everybody up, starring Jessica Alba. And there's a line in the very beginning, like literally the first scene in the show, because it takes place in a dystopian Seattle, and one of the lines says, one of the things I don't understand is why they call it a depression. I mean, everybody's broke, 
but not, they're not really all that depressed. And the point there is that even in the hardest of times, the people, you know, come together to kind of get through and survive the fascist regime right, and find that's around them. find something to hold them. on to. So maybe there's the possibility that that type of storytelling would bleed through into this type of, into this movie's I, storytelling. I hope so, because I, I want to be hopeful for Avatar 2. And I hope that they do not take the first movie and crank it up by 100. Because yeah. the first movie did definitely have a lot of these very similar underlying themes. But I'm afraid they're going to push it way too much, which I think is the fear with a lot of fans at this point. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was also like pushed to a different culture at the time. It it's was. Things have changed a lot yes. since 2009. Like <laughs> yes. almost a mind-blowing amount. The, like the culture is really different and Hollywood is really different. The, there was still uh, a collective of institutions at that time. There is no faith in institutions anymore. There, there was a general idea that the population f had faith in your universities, mm -hmm. had faith in scientists, had faith in this, had faith in that. Sure. There's none of that anymore no. and everybody's disparate and disconnected. I also found his comments to be uh, a little bit funny because I'm not sure I buy it, but he says, <laughs> my tastes are so kind of blue collar in general. They're not esoteric. My personal taste, if I like my movie, if I like my movie i know other people are gonna like my movie it's a very simple it's very simplistic really ultimately but that's not true Just no it's because not <laughs> you like your movie doesn't mean everybody else is going to like your movie also well, I he call, said like i don't care if you want right. to watch avatar 2 i know you're gonna watch it it, con it like, contradicts when he says things right. like that it seems to be in contempt of the audience or the target audience which is literally everyone yes like <laughs> the entire globe to watch it <laughs> yeah and like there was this plot line in the first movie where, of course, like you have this love story between one of the Navi and I forget the name of the main character because it's such a forgettable movie. The male? And, yeah. Jake Sully? Jake Sully, yeah. Yes. They have this love story in the movie and, and that's sort of to show that they can find unity between the species. I don't think that any of that messaging is going to be evolved in the second one. I don't think so either. I mean, how are they going to do that? That would be my question. Yeah, because now he is right, completely assimilated into their society. Right. So there's he not is that Navi. love story. He's like connecting. renounced his humanity. Right. Fully. Right. Which is weird. Like, I don't like that. And it's also kind of a kind of a cheapened version of Pocahontas like honestly, that's a big, that's a con that's a pretty common uh, yeah. comparison yeah um, he said he then noted he would he would be trying to push the message he says we skipped from complete denial of climate change to fatalistic acceptance and we missed the middle step the filmmaker's role is not to make it all doom and gloom anymore but to offer constructive solutions he also pointed out how he thinks that audiences don't want doom and gloom like yeah no crap Right. Uh, but the other thing here is like maybe I buy that like Terminator and Terminator 2 uh, era James Cameron is blue collar and like you know that had plenty of commentary about technology uh, and fatalism and stuff like that I don't know mm -hmm. if I buy that it would be even if it is done the exact same way it's not going to be received the same way because it's not the same world we lived in in the late 80s sure I mean so. even when I recall Titanic there's this messaging that all rich people are evil yeah and poor people are the ones who have hearts Mary's most right. base take is that the husband is not all that bad of a guy well yeah I mean he, he was only her fiance then but oh, fiance, like sorry still she's cheating and lying 
and <laughs> thought that she could get away with it and never speak to Jack again, probably. Titanic, the movie where, uh, yeah. about and a then, woman cheating on her husband with a homeless guy on a cruise. Yeah, and then the homeless guy dies? Like, what is right, this? Right, because she refuses to share the door with him because I she can't feels stand that she's Rose. more important. And it's supposed to be, oh, it was a sacrifice. Yeah. It was the ultimate yeah. love sacrifice. Well, you didn't want to leave but... her, on her not holding his hand at that time. You couldn't have held her hand <laughs> while also on the same door. Her fiance <laughs> was not that bad of a guy. He was going to take care of her. Maybe he <laughs> well, was kind of a jerk but like don't cheat on him just break up Titanic 2 what would have really happened yeah. if he lived somebody should start a company called like Jack Dawson doors and they're just extra wide doors <laughs> somebody that you can should. sell they should, <laughs> they should do that like and they float and, and everything that'd be great Get, that would be that. lovely so uh, I, for me I, I don't like I said I'm dreading this uh, any movie over two and a half hours gets in, gets a, is automatically in the negative it's only the to length start that me. gets me yeah. yeah so like three hours and ten minutes like I find that ultimately extremely presumptuous that you think that I want to sit through three hours and ten minutes of anything anybody makes. Three hours and ten minutes of humans are awful and terrible. Watch our movie. Make sure to buy extra popcorn. Yeah, he's really just doing it for uh, he's really just doing it for the studio or for the theater so they can make extra. Buy more concessions. (laughs) So you little worm. He says, uh, this is the other part of the quote that I thought was really funny. He says, I don't worry about it. I don't think anything one does artistically in life should be determined by the trolls and the naysayers. You should just go oh. where uh, where you think it makes sense. Yeah, anyone who disagrees with me or criticizes me, is there a traitor or a, a bot? Troll. Also, <laughs> that's a good one. True. But uh, remember, I, I did like a whole video a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, how long ago it was about how bot is the new troll. Like, it's it like is. you just blame everything on bots because it's not provable. They're like, review bombing Avatar 2. But, yeah, but also for this, it's kind of like, does anybody like naysayers? Sure, but does anybody really care? So far, they've only gotten positive reviews from critics, which yeah. I see as a bit of a red flag. I'm still yes. going to give it a fair chance, but a lot of people see press like this and they're like, okay, I'm done, not going, because right. they're like, I don't want to pay money to get guilt tripped. But at the same time, like, don't be mad at a sequel for continuing the theme of the last movie. People right. do love new technology. And this was filmed on new camera. They, they literally built new cameras and to make this. And that is exciting that yeah. they created new camera tech. And they're really trying to break boundaries. Mm-hmm. But it's not 2009 anymore. Right. And That's 3D the isn't new anymore. Is I don't think that it's going to be as groundbreaking as the first Avatar. And they're going to try to play it off that it is and... People are probably going to see it and go, it's literally Avatar 1. Is this something you're willing to go see in the theaters? Are you going to wait? Um, I haven't decided yet. I am going to see it pretty close to release, though. This does so. seem like one that if the, if you're to make the exception to go to a theater, it's probably the one you want to do it yeah. for. Right. I would literally because never watch this at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the hype is around the, yeah. the ability to well, see it Well, because you'd be pausing screen. it and, oh, it's I'm two and a half hours in. I've already pause so it for tired, 10 minutes. You know? I'm so tired. I, I have other things to do. Also, I find the idea of any type of environmental propaganda being blue collar really funny because blue-collar people can't worry about stuff like that because they're too busy working their blue-collar jobs. Like, maybe maybe that's just me. Like, it's like, it just doesn't seem like a very blue-collar idea. I don't think of anything that level of Hollywood as blue-collar. I think of, net, mm-hmm, like, right. the closest thing you get to blue-collar in Hollywood is, t- is people who work, like, network television where they do 22 to 24 episodes a year and they work constantly. That feels blue-collar to me. $250 million budgets or $500 million budgets where you yell at executives to get out of your office is the opposite of blue-collar. Get the F out of my yes, office. Well, and, and then telling you that your masculinity is toxic <laughs> and very, very bad. So yeah. the whole movie will just be guy, will just be Navi eating soy 
and, uh, and, and having and, and avocados. Soy future. Yeah, this is yeah. big avocado. They're all behind this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They will. Our, our chat will agree. Big avocado is probably the reason for most of the things. Speaking going of on. chat, yeah. let's, let's go to it. super chats. Yes, sent us ninety nine cents without a message. Potatoes for Seamus did the same. Thank you guys. Riley Lewand said, "Glad to see Vera on here." Rega Tan said, "Guess who won Game of the Year? We know. Yeah. We are going to talk about it soon." Elden Ring. <laughs> Rega Tan tells literally all of our guests to play Elden it, Ring. You should play Elden Ring. It is <laughs> he's, he's, an he's amazing game. Screaming it right is now. one of the yes. best games, and everybody should play it. Rega Tan said, "Wow, Vera Dark herself. Also, who runs Gamer Mates?" I don't know if I we do can know. talk about that yet. No. It's still in development, so you'll have to see for yourself. Yeah. Monkey D. Shane said it's pronounced Jar Jar Abrams. <laughs> yes. I, I, I don't do that, nor do I call him Ruin Johnson. Uh, I, I, I think it's funny. I, I, I stick with the regular what names. What is this? That's Ryan John. That's what they call Ryan Johnson. Ruin Johnson because Ruin Johnson. he ruined Star Wars. <laughs> my my favorite Fair meme. Enough. One yeah. of my favorite memes that ever came out of that era was the one. It's like Mr. Miyagi with Karate Kid says, "Don't do karate, just give up." And then it just cuts to the end credits and says, "A movie by Ryan Johnson." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bad App said, "Do you think they'll ever do a Marvel versus DC movie?" That's a horrible Doubt idea. Doubt it. That's the, that is a horrible idea. Think of think of the egos involved in I just think the a concept studio. is cool, no. but I don't think anything more than that would be. Yeah. How would that even happen? Yeah. Like, well, how would yeah. the power works. and money be divided? Yeah, and it never works because right. there's too many egos. And they first of all, it's kind of like um, maybe in, if they took one Marvel character and one DC character, you can't. You can't do you can't many. do like Avengers versus yeah, you can't do the Justice League. It doesn't work because right. there's too much money behind it, and it's kind of like in uh, pro wrestling where you're not allowed. Like a character is big enough, they, you're not you don't allow that character to lose. <laughs> right, you can't let right. Batman How about Doctor Fate to, versus Doctor Strange? You, yes, they could <laughs> right. do or Shazam versus Shazam. They could do that. <laughs> so. Uh, Potatoes for Seamus said, Brett, I used to think your glasses were the best ever, but now they're second only to Miss Vera's glasses. Sorry, Sorry Brett, man, but Vera and her glasses rule. I'm going to have to get a suggestion so I can uh, get a similar, get the same pair <laughs> yep. down the line. Also, like I, I was, we were here the other day and my other glasses just broke. Just oh. like the, 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 the thing just literally fell off. I was like doing something. It was, and I'm like, really? Wow. Really? That's how it goes. Bad Up okay. said, T-Swift slasher film where she kills all her boyfriends for breaking her heart. Yes, that, would, she, that would, would be, be good. interesting. Maybe just as a music video, though. No, she get, yeah. what she does is she, she gets them with like her writing pen and then uses the blood to write in her notebook where she makes her song lyrics. And that's what the devil, it's infused ah, in the song lyrics. Why are you lyrics. giving her these It's ideas. just Death Note Taylor Swift free. edition. Yeah, like, and then and like, it's, like, it's like kind of like the, you make a deal with the devil, right? Like right. You know, all your songs will be hits, but you have to write them with the blood of your ex That would be way too close to reality, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Krauss said, Mary, your based takes give me hope for our generation. Thanks to y'all so much for making my long days delivering mail that much faster. Also, Brett, Warehouse 13 is definitely my favorite show ever. Look, I'm... <laughs> I, Brett I, wins. I love that show. It is so cheesy and awesome. But uh, Eddie McClintock is that lead character. He's even kind of the bumbling, panicky male lead, but not really. He's just so kind of like alpha male, big and handsome that it doesn't work. But the the Micah character is an, a perfect example of how you can do a female, a strong female character well because she allows herself to be vulnerable. She is good at her job, but she's right. not invincible. Right. And uh, like I, I was like. 
recently like you ever like like get attacked with like old story posts or old post things you've posted like in your archives yes and i posted something a long time ago they did like a christmas episode where like they're walking into the warehouse and she hits him in the back of the head with like a snowball and giggles and it's like stuff like that they would never allow a character to be that sympathetic or polite or friendly or nice nowadays because that's they they need them to act like men right and a guy would not do like uh, do something like that in a way that was masculine so right they would make the guy do it now because it would make him look like a like an idiot but they wouldn't do it in a way that's supposed to be endearing right of course not which is just so sad about entertainment now it's it's also a good uh, warehouse 13 the only show in the world that could get you to order peacock to have peacock on your streaming service that was a defeat for you that was it yeah i finally gave definitive turning point in life but i got rid of disney plus i refused to have disney plus and peacock at the same time i will cancel one and get the other i kept brit box before i got rid of before i got rid of it yeah uh, for Shetland, <laughs> Shetland, and various other like I love their detective dramas and their in their okay. investigative stories. They have a much drier and calmer sense of storytelling. Yeah, that's more that they do a lot more stuff on location that I really really love as far as the ambiance behind the shows. Shetland is great. You just have to be willing to sit down. It's a slog right. to get through, but it's very very fun. There's too many streaming services. Way too many. Way too many. Mr. Waifu Taker said, Watcher of Vera's channel for a year. It's super cool to see her on a podcast for the first time. Going to listen to this over catching up and studying. Yes. Very Dude, fun. By the way, and I want to point out for the, the what um, Kenneth said before, like that's the stuff that uh, that means the most to me when people say that like they listen to it while working or like mm-hmm. doing their job. That's like, because that's what this... Like on road trips yeah. or yeah. whatever. Well, shows right. like this have always... There it Thank is. you. It's a it's a Christmas party. Wow. Santa Claus. Wow. Doesn't that's it just cute. get you in the spirit of the season? Wow, that's cute. It's also fun. Like you can that. now what you can do is like you can go and to it's snowing stores. money. <laughs> you can go to stores and watch people get uh employees get like incrementally more upset as the Christmas music plays for more more days at a time. They hate like, it. I, I asked a Mariah lady, Carey is thawed and in full force. I, I yes. was at, at my I was at my doctor earlier today and he said that they don't play the Mariah. He's like they won't allow the what? Mariah Carey. Really? Right. He said, you have to look up Christmas playlist. No, no Mariah, Mariah Carey. <laughs> like I was like, Why? was like the guy's just like he's just like, no. He's like it was like he's it like, bumps. It, don't lie. It does. I, I don't know if he was telling me like this is true. If he was just like spinning yarns. Like when I worked at another office, I didn't want to like I had to listen to that all the time. When I started my own practice, I'm not putting that song on. Like, <laughs> he could have just been spinning a yarn right but it was it was endearing to me let's do one more and then we will sure. uh, we'll move on joseph cool. said i thought avatar was good climate change versus caring wait what does that mean uh theme wise sure but now like people are more aware of these themes now than they were right at that and i time. think that when avatar originally released people were very excited about a new franchise yeah. and all the new technology yeah. and a lot of I just mean, let's be honest. That we watched it because it. it looked cool. It yeah. did look cool, and it brought people in, yeah. and it held our attention but for like, the two and a half hours. I don't think the hours. story was all that good. I just it, it really wasn't. That's not the focus. It, it's not. Do you feel any sense of like um, pushback? Like uh, when it was a 20th Century Fox property, sure, but now that it's Disney, I want it to fail even more. 
Oh like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I always want Disney to fail. I, if I do not too. fail. I mean, I don't want people to not get like, but the people are going to get bah. paid. Like, yeah. like they're going to get paid. Either they way. are. It's yeah, Disney. But I, I want the people behind the scenes. Those are the ones who do all the hard, the hard, hard work. Yes, like those sure. are the people that I want to to make money. But like Disney themselves don't care if they make a profit anymore. Seems that way. They're past the need for profit. Right. We are in a post-profit era. Yeah, hopefully not for long. Late yeah, stage, recession time. Late stage capitalism. All right. <laughs> All right, we're moving on, guys. So the Game Awards are last night, and uh, Vera was so excited that she had to leave early yes, so that she could go I watch d- the Game Awards. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's my thing, yeah. and um, I wanted to be able to post about it in Discord and hang out with people and chat about it. Did you see what happened at the end of the show? I did, and I think that everybody else did too, since it's been trending on social media ever since it happened, and everyone was like, what? the hell was that and what happened uh how would you best describe it uh the guy there was a strange teenage looking (laughs) male standing behind the team doing their acceptance speech for elden ring yes and at the end at the very end of the stream he walks up to the mic and he says I want to nominate my reform orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton for this award. And then it pans out. And then it pans out. <laughs> they go to the music and then they go back to the host Jeff Keeley, which is not normal for them. And then he says, all right, eventful night. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Between this and the guy who went off on Balenciaga, there's nothing I love more than watching like talking heads on TV look awkward because things aren't going the way they planned. That's yeah. like, that's becoming my <laughs> new guy though. That's gonna become yeah. my new like thing to look up online. Like everyone, you've got your like trends that you like. I'm gonna look up like things where like presenters look awkward. So right. like. We didn't know this when we chose it as a topic, but there's a lot more to the story. This person is named Matan Evan, and he actually, since he was of a prepubescent age, has been on YouTube doing political commentary, mainly in support of the Freedom for Hong Kong movement, and he appeared on InfoWars getting interviewed by Owen Schroyer. When he was no 12. Lie. When he was like literally not even a 12. Child. He looked so young. And he was doing these political commentary videos with like a normal kid's bedroom in yeah. the background, very jarring decals of r2d2 on the wall basketball hoop on the bedroom door like fully a child yes <laughs> it's so bizarre so it's interesting that he made this comment about something related to judaism when wearing yeezys on stage it yes. feels like political theater in a it weird does. a weird like uh, i mean whoever did it is bad at their job because i have no idea what they're trying to say right but you know yeah, maybe he could that's just the be straight up crazy or like trolling we we I haven't guess. found out enough details yet and they did arrest him yeah. but at the bare minimum the guy yeah. that interrupted the elden Ring speech has been on Infowars, so probably don't meme what he said mindlessly especially since it involves invoking judaism in some way just a small warning that was from shattered earth and that was a but he's a, been arrested yeah. since yes, this happened he was arrested last night jeff Keeley had tweeted you know we're sorry for the interruption he has been arrested but jeff Keeley didn't really say anything else about it also i'm looking at you will smith 
This guy yes. just got up on stage and said some crap, and you got up on stage. They still and... haven't ramped up the security at award shows, no. have they? They're like, really it's bizarre. Yeah. And then, and then a couple of weeks after the thing there, then the comedian went up on stage and tried to like shoot a guy like, like a, at a at a local event, and they had to start putting armed security guards right. outside of New York nightclubs and stuff. I'm like beginning that. to think these award shows want someone to storm the stage. It's oh, like yeah. they, they are want the headlines, but they They'll want make it, it as to happen easy as almost towards the end mm -hmm. of of the event so that. The whole event isn't just that talk, yeah. but they've gotten all that content out there so that you'll talk about the other things too. But also, this happened. It's also yeah. it's you know that everything's turning into pro wrestling, right? Everything it, is for pro wrestling is. now. It it's uh, in in a world that is now so digitally connected, which is funny because pro wrestling goes the other direction. Because back in the day, kayfabe meant that nobody knew was supposed to know that it was a, a work, as they right. call it. But the problem is now they go between their character and being real on they social do. media, and it infuriates people because they never know what they're supposed to what they're supposed to be rooting or cheering for. So you can simultaneously be both your character on your Twitter profile and your real self, mm -hmm. and they never have to really point it out because the idea is that you're not supposed to know it's right. like a new era in kayfabe and it's really really funny because now the rest of the world is turning into that right because you're always a character you are your avatar on social media now so you are your own Shawn michaels or stone cold steve austin i tuned out of wrestling after brock lesnar and the undertaker that was that was it for me i was like nope i'm done roman reigns has been the world champion for like three years now as a bad guy. Seriously? Yeah, I didn't realize guy. it was that long. Yeah. I liked The Shield. Yep. Oh, yeah. They were great. That and was, then uh, they broke them up. And, I was very well, sad when Seth Rollins got rid of the blonde streak in his hair. That was depressing. That's, uh, well, they told him he couldn't even do his move anymore. No, he brought that. they brought that back. They just can't call it uh, They can't call it what they called before. It was called uh, a curb stomp. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they, now they, they couldn't call it that American anymore. because X. Yeah. Well, he literally, yeah. the move is literally like people are, like somebody's on their knees and he just puts his head, like foot on the back of your neck yeah. and just slams your head in the face. Speaking of which, Brock Lesnar would take that better than everyone because he just like slammed his own head into the mat. <laughs> he would. He's, he's from Minnesota. He's from he's from yeah. where I'm from. Like he lives up uh, up north. So, but yeah, the world now, you are your avatar all the time. So you never know when you're in the real world anymore. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's kind of how it felt like you said this person was acting like an NPC the he whole was, time. So <laughs> he was. Brett, up. could you like show us the clip yeah. on the monitor I just gotta, so they can see what we're talking yeah, about? so he walked he was up like, and he was standing with them, but he kept trying to stand between individuals yeah. so that he could get closer to the microphone and progressively he's getting closer and closer. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, he just kind of like moves forward and is like, and then says it. We may get copyright for this, but we can try it. I, I may have to cut uh, it. So you can stream the Game Awards with no copyright, so okay. I do not think you will get copyright. Oh, okay. Unless cool. they're trying to erase it from the internet, which they They could. should use it to their advantage, not erase it. I think it. they will. Let's see if we can So it's here. way towards the end. It's the very end. Oh, right before yes. Jeff Kelly comes back on stage. Yes. No. Oh, it's before, it's before they go to music. Yeah. Hey, Martin. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. 
Like I Bill Clinton no is watching is. this, he's and like, he's just like, "Who are you? I don't know what this man." I do? He's like, "I do not do religion. I'm yeah. Bill Clinton. Are you kidding yeah. me?" So this journalist named Jason Schreier, which I hadn't heard oh, of before, but Vera is person. very familiar. No, 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 no. Jason Schreier <laughs> interviewed Matan after this, uh, this scandal happened, and he said, just spoke to the guy who interrupted the Game Awards. He says his name is Matan and that he's 15 years old. Some thought his speech was an anti-Semitic dog whistle, but he is almost certainly a Jewish prankster. He understood a question I asked in Hebrew, then pretended he didn't. And also I saw in one of Matan's older videos on YouTube when he was much younger, he was wearing a shirt that had the uh, the exact geolocation of Tel Aviv and like the words Tel Aviv yeah. on it. So it's likely that he's Jewish himself, but still like... I'm trying to piece together why he would say what he said. Like, it right. makes no sense, even if he is Jewish. Have we confirmed that it is the same person? Because a lot of people yes. are saying, oh, okay, it's, it's the same, the same person. Because okay. he's come out and admit, admitted that it's him. I love that. But I, what's, like, what's the charge that he's arrested on? Right. Also, I'd like to point out that, of course, classic Jason Schreier and video game journalists, he didn't actually release the interview that he did. He just said, oh, here's a yeah. screenshot where I was on screen with him. There's and no proof. He mentioned this thing that I thought I took it one way, but we're there's not an article yet on it he didn't actually release any clips so it's jason schreier will there will there do you think he'll write an article on it um he'll probably write an article okay. on it yes but just, he will leave things out surely it's cooler if alex jones is in the back like I, if there's, there's just pans and alex jones is at the video game awards like that would be hilarious. He's just he's there in an infowar shirt. <laughs> I guess that Matan was trying to imply that Bill Clinton is secretly Jewish, but why uh, do you need to announce that? At why the does game that matter? <laughs> and I, I, there's no way that this guy got into the Game Awards either without someone on the inside giving him. him a pass, right? Or just actually sneaking in yeah. like Jason Bourne right, or something. Because you can't yeah. buy a ticket to the Game Awards. You can buy a ticket to something like E3, but you can't to the Game Awards. Mm -hmm. So there's Maybe just so like, many questions He at faked this point. a press pass or something. He could have, but it's usually so it's like an invite only. True. Yeah. It's so much cooler if he just like said he was somebody else like with like just a completely different, like, like he took like a woman's name Imagine badge. if, and if you just act confident, people just believe Imagine if it comes out there. that they invited him yeah. because they thought crazy. he was like someone different and yeah. he like provided them different information, but they like actually invited him with his yeah. real name. I don't who think else so. Who but... looks 15 years right. old would be allowed at this event? Right. Is there like alcohol there, et cetera? Well, like, I mean, they could, they could have there been like a voice actor legally. on something theoretically right. uh maybe that could be younger that is there because i mean there are well, you know children in video games so they probably would invite like the younger kids who were you know maybe a voice actor for one of these larger games but there's really not that many kids that go yeah. from what from what we can see from like the audience. Jason Schreier said that he's getting Jew-splained too in the responses I of hate Jason Schreier. I <laughs> so, will say it anywhere I go. Jason Schreier sucks. Jason Schreier, if you're watching this. Jason Schreier, if you're watching this, unblock me because <laughs> you can't take a woman's opinion. Unblock Vera on yes, Twitter, Jason. Thank you. We get a super stop, chat from him. Stop and like, shying stop being away. Mean to me. yeah. <laughs> also, it's interesting that he was like, he was in there in the thick of like the, you know, the freedom for Hong Kong movement. Because like I said, this, the only 
only time I've ever had like really bad like censorship on Instagram was like there were times where I've never had a video like outside of like internet problems not post. But ever, I used to wear like I had a shirt that said Freedom for Hong Kong when I was filming edits in 2020. And every time that thing would be in the thumbnail the video wouldn't post it would take four or five times to post it and i would have to take a thumbnail where the logo wasn't visible uh-huh. well like maybe maybe matan is just using this publicity stunt to get more attention on to hong kong who knows yeah. it's just it's maybe so, he's a kanye stan maybe he's a kanye stan like who knows i want to get this interview released i want the details right stop stop toying with us jason schreier just just put out the video <laughs> he's like, not going to he I, will not what was the it. whole point of this anyway you <laughs> right. know i also think that gen gen z is kind of becoming the start of like the nihilist movement for for these types of things meaning like for instance, our next story, we're going to talk about people that care too much about the opinions of other people. And we're moving into an, into an era where maybe there's so much scrutiny that you just give up and you're like, whatever. I'm going to walk just, onto yeah. a stage yeah. at an award show and, and say this. Like, what does it matter anymore? So does this mean that Alex Jones should stream during the, the Game Awards? That's what I... That's Owen Schroyer literally called him... Uh, called Matan Evan in 2019 a rising star of the conservative movement at like 11 or 12 How years can old. How you say that about a child? That's really creepy. Like that's, that's just so like I would it's understand funny, me, like, but also weird. Right, 16 or 17, you're almost an adult. I hope they got but... parental permission to do <laughs> that <laughs> interview, but also like you're on Infowars. Like, do you understand right. the implications of that? Yeah, they got invited on this podcast. What's the name of the podcast, son? <laughs> it's just Info a podcast. Well, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. do the info. Good job, son. I, I'm proud of you. I like info. Information <laughs> is good. You should do that. I don't yeah. quite get the wars part of it. This is just who is so Alex Jones? Is it like Star Wars? <laughs> Also, like, Jason Schreier is getting criticism mainly for giving him more attention. But it's like, if you pretend that this didn't happen, you're just going to... Well, that's the thing is Jason Schreier is, like, in an echo chamber. It's yeah. it's his, you know, audience that tells him we shouldn't give attention to people that have done bad things and uh-huh. we should cancel them. Yeah. But he clearly wants to hear, you know, this kid's side of the clout. story. Or he wants cloud classic yeah. Jason Schreier. Um, <laughs> and now those people are attacking him over it. This is classic my f- Jason Schreier. That's what I always It's not say. that we can't listen to both sides or at least even hear just general information. This is my favorite meme from the from the entire night. It says Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and then it's got Bill Clinton is like the Cuba dog <laughs> chasing him off so with many. a baseball bat. So Bill Clinton's <laughs> PR team is so confused right now. No, they're loving it right now. Like this is the kind of attention you can't yeah. buy. Like this is like 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 you gotta like when you're an out of touch person, granted, if I was Bill Clinton, I might want to stay as far away from scrutiny as possible but like if you're like a, a celebrity and you get this type of viral attention this is great for your brand as long as you're right. not somebody who has to run away from being on flight logs for certain people <laughs> right i'm just saying right uh but it's uh oh and somebody in the chat says who is jason who's this jason guy he's just a video game journalist he used to work for kotaku now he works for bloomberg he is Terrible. Is he wait? Is he the rare example of like the the games journalist that actually did make it on to like a mainstream publication? Because most of them want to work for the mainstream publications, mm. but don't. Right. Well, he got hired by Bloomberg for their like entertainment section uh, that well, they okay. started, which it's not surprising that he got on because he was one of the larger journalists. But yeah, hmm. are there any I you like? That. Are there any journalists you um, think do good work? 
That answers we might that have, question. Well, we might have a couple of them on the show in oh, yeah, the new yes. year. There are some individuals that I think work. Yeah. Like bounding into comics. Bounding into comics yep. is pretty good. Does great work. Uh, I'm yeah. uh, John Delarose is going to, uh, yes. will be doing this show and he's, he writes for yeah. Bounding into Comics. I like, uh, I, I appreciate it. Like even when you have your, your slant, I appreciate that you uh, write what you know. And like, but also like most of them, if you're writing in that sphere, they're doing so under the, you're doing, you're reading it under the assumption that you know that there's, we all have our bias and those magazines, like, like a bounding into comics, you know what side of things, things will generally be on right. because just like, you know, when you read Kotaku or just like, you know, when you read, uh, yeah. Collider Polygon or, any, or, po- or, yeah. or the Mary Sue. The Mary yeah. Sue. Who doesn't love the Mary Sue? Great. Love um, <laughs> I'm loving that Bill Clinton's replies on Twitter right now are getting flooded with they like, are, respond yes. to the allegations. Right. <laughs> respond right. to this. What are Imagine your thoughts on this? Imagine if he puts up like a video and is like, I have no affiliation with this person. And then everyone will be talking about yeah. that. So it'll go on for another There's week. like a new promotional poster for Elden Ring that has Bill Clinton on the cover. I love this. <laughs> yes. I love this timeline. I even saw a photoshopped image of Bill Clinton holding something and it, it was Elden Ring. Someone photoshopped <laughs> holding Elden Ring. So I, I, this is what oh, this is I like. As much as I hate the internet, some days, and I do believe that the internet's probably going to be the downfall of civilization. The, we were not meant to all be connected all the time. It's horrible. the The creativity in meme culture is maybe the greatest thing that's ever happened to the world. Memetics are the are, are the most powerful form of information transfer yes. we have, and it really does like for a lot of people. It, it's kind of like I talked to a friend talking about. He's like, uh, he's like, I feel like I connect with people better like my autistic side connects with people better through memes than I could ever connect with people in the real world I mean, yeah and like there's aspects of that are true but you have to be like to understand that that's a certain type of communication right but it's still so new like I've told the story that like there's like there is a meme about a meme job that it says like work for this it was like a fortune 500 company oh, making yeah. 80k a year as a meme maker I, that's it, how I, the millennials where, where are where do I sign avocado up? toast and, and it said and it said never give up ne- never let your parents tell you your dreams are stupid <laughs> like <laughs> imagine that like you got hired just to be professional may may maker (laughs) i honestly think though that companies do need to hire more people that are just in touch with social media and their audience and that happens to be memes a lot of the time it doesn't work at the corporate level have you seen the Especially not when the meme makers are like in their 30s have you seen right they need younger people who understand what's funny it won't matter because that will never be approved by the people coming right what's funny has to be irreverent right and, and they're not capable of doing that. Well, and know? the dissemination of it can't come through more people than one. When somebody creates right. a meme, that's an army of one creating a message for everyone mm-hmm. to read right. and see. When you have to do it and then get corporate approval for yeah. your meme, the Pfizer memes are the most dystopian. <laughs> like it's like it's the it's the girl meme like this and says what you're not boosted, and it's a, <laughs> it's the most unfunny. Not creative stuff. It's you've not, ever not seen. to even Spot. mention their collaboration with Marvel. Not as bad as the Marvel <laughs> Avengers comic. I'm sure you that, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, it is. It is awful to imagine. Like, I don't want memes corporatized. I want right. freedom for memes. I don't yeah. want them being. Elon like, Musk, if you're hearing this, hey, I'm freedom maybe, for memes. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm a libertarian, but I actually want regulation. I don't want the corporate. <laughs> Once your corporation gets over a certain size, you're not allowed to use memes for ads. There's yeah, there have been enough. some there have been some awful ones lately. Like sometimes I'll get stuck on like on Instagram, you get like corporate memes as you're scrolling. Yeah. And I'll be like, 
oh my it's like a slow motion car wreck and you're like this got approved by someone this yeah. is not just unfunny it doesn't make any it's like sense. ai yeah. isn't able to fully imitate the tone that human right. beings can read therefore right. it's just never it's gonna like the situation the happened um a couple of weeks ago the need for speed the new game is was coming out at the time it came out like a week ago and they had someone on their PR team who was responding to people who were criticizing the monetization of the game. And they were memes, but they were typing the memes. They weren't like the actual photo memes. So yeah. people who didn't understand memes got mad and they didn't come across as memes. Like I am around the internet, so I get the template mm -hmm. they were going for. Yeah. But it came across as so terrible and they face so much backlash over it because they hire people who just don't understand how to connect with their consumers. And it's like, here, here's proof that college is unnecessary. You can't teach a meme course in college. Or don't if you give them ideas. It'll be woke. It would be, right. the only, boring and unfunny. The, the only way you could do it would be roasting the class. Like it right. literally would have to be about making fun of the class and how stupid right. it is. And the and, students aren't capable of taking a joke And the at their teachers would not be capable of dealing with criticism. Yeah. 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 They're just old, out of touch baby boomers teaching young, out of touch Gen Zers. Look, I love when my dad sends me memes and in video. Like it's it's just so I love the boomers. Like they're <laughs> I, I love it. It's it gives me it gives me great heart, especially when it's stuff that's very clearly not real. Uh, and they don't know. Like I get a kick out of that stuff. But like you said, that's a breakdown in language. We are now like we're not just communicating across space and time. We're communicating across whole generations of people where you're having conversations about stuff that you would never have with somebody of a certain age, right? Like when I talk to my dad on the internet, it's not the same thing as talking to him in person, uh, right. and it changes the structure of your conversation. Like we haven't been around long enough, nor has the internet been around long enough to really know how it's going to affect the way the world is. It kind of speaks to what I was talking about earlier with Jennifer Lawrence. Even just communicating through transcript is different it than is. communicating through spoken word. Yes. And as we develop new ways of communicating with one another, there will be hardships and there will be Pfizer memes and awful things like that. But on the whole, it's not, it's, it's better. And like I said, the whole of what a lot of our elections have now been swayed by meme culture like the power of memetics is not to be discounted but it is a fascinating thing to look at how quickly these things disseminate and how it kind of becomes a proving point for what's organic and what isn't right it's almost a litmus test for organic like organic interest in things right like do you remember when the people are going to love this in chat fast and the furious nine was coming out they had all of the memes about family that were all very much corporate plan like it very like it made yes. it for about two days before people started to realize it wasn't authentic right uh because like some of them got so absurd that they weren't funny anymore right so it's just it's something you can't teach and these events are going to happen as things go i watch a lot of old great commercials like a lot of like one of my things that i like to follow is like commercials from the 90s yes. and a lot of that had there's memetics in the way they did these commercials because they were ran, like yeah. oh my gosh so random commercials mm -hmm. that would fit better into a picture template now but a lot of the sports ones from back then there's this great one of Mike Piazza he's a catcher for a baseball team whereas like his girlfriend's like we're having trouble communicating so he gets up on his hind legs and does like his symbols under the uh, <laughs> under thing it would that would actually work as a meme uh, but it's it's really funny because the communication is changing so yeah what one was your favorite of the of the Bill Clinton ones? Wait, what do you mean? Of the Bill Clinton memes? Which one did oh, you no, like the most? Oh, no, like, I just saw, like, a promotional poster that had, for Elden Ring, that had Bill Clinton on it. 
Like it, it looked real. It's uh, b- there's the there's the cover of it right there's the, look at the game like if you can see that one on screen uh. that one's incredible. <laughs> like I just like that's the democratization of the internet. I love it. Let's go for it. It's so, also funny yeah. to a bunch of people who don't have living memory of Bill Clinton being yeah. president. So yeah, and that's gonna happen too. Like like he will mm-hmm. be famous to a whole generation of kids now for a reason completely different to Monica right. Lewinsky. Yeah, Bill Clinton, bad trade <laughs> that deals Game Awards guy. Bill yeah. Clinton Google trends up by five hundred percent. Yeah, like that's like you will have a whole nother life now in per, like in your like if you had your fame as a as a politician or as an actor, you can get a whole nother life out of a meme yeah. and then be brought back into relevance. Maybe he's going right. to capitalize on this. He's going to this <laughs> is going to push smart him. enough to. He's going to make this his announcement not. and then Hillary's going to announce for 2024 and then we're all screwed. <laughs> Let's go super chats. Christopher Gore said hail Timcast, hail Titans, hashtag flat earth is real. One of my moderators. Uh, yes, well, you know, oh gosh, flat earth. That's those are my did you ever see? He the, would say hashtag flat earth is real uh, as a you, joke. Have you ever seen the meme that says, says uh, from the newspaper headline that says like uh, flat earthers from around the globe meet for, for a conference? <laughs> that was good. High voltage 75 said, Vera, never heard of you, but after perusing your channel a bit, I noticed you played a few Resident Evil games. Which is your favorite and why? Um, Honestly, I love all the Resident Evil games. It's one of my favorite franchises. I don't know, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil Village, then 7, before has to be in there. That's the problem is that there's just, they're all great, so. They're, that's a great answer. They're, they're all great. <laughs> like, a little bit of this, no, a Very political I'm, I'm sorry. No, in, in, in a show full of black-pilled Brett who's constantly no. ragging on everything and complaining, a little bit of positivity yeah. is a great I've thing. I've streamed most of them. I streamed the 2 remake, the 3 remake, 7, right before 8. And I'm going to be... Oh, and I on Halloween, I stream the DLC. There you go. It's great. Waffle Sensei said, Welcome to the show, Vera. Great to have you. I also very Thank much you. enjoyed Space Pocahontas. <laughs> I didn't realize we were in the minority. Uh, you're not. You're, you're in the not. majority. It's just yeah. Brett and I... Telling everyone it's a psyop. Saying that I think the it's story pretty, doesn't matter and, and it was all about the cool, visuals. But, I mean, yeah, if you really look at the story, it's it's got some problems. Yeah, uh, it's it's us railing against the majority because we got torn apart in the comments for. Well, it's okay. Sometimes we have <laughs> to be a little that. different. Uh, in the chat, not Alan Rogers says, "Brett, the moment you describe a meme is the moment it stops being funny." Yes, but I don't have graphics pulled up on screen, so forgive me for my excitement. <laughs> He's being a bit of a boomer yes. himself. Joseph said, "Brett, what do you love most about Minnesota?" Uh, Minnesota. Um. Uh, other than just because that's where I'm from, uh, because it was like growing up there is one of the best places in the world for skating because the Twin Cities and all of the outlying suburbs, which have vastly different architecture, provided like infinitely different places to skate, all of which were very close to one another. So you could be in radically different environments from city to city and not travel more than 30 minutes on in either direction and end up in completely different places. Uh, whether you're in North Minneapolis and you know, trying to not like slide out and fall on needles or you're in Eden Prairie and you're in the suburbs and trying not to have like cops with nothing better to do than to come and bother you. Uh, growing up there was something special. Also, I'd rather have be living in colder weather than warmer, personally. Just my personal preference. Bjorg with Pipe said, I just rewatched Lawrence of Arabia. Great movie and long at three hours, 47 minutes, but it has an intermission. 
return to the intermission. Yeah. They if, talked about that. If it's going to be that long, Avatar 2 should have one. I yeah. think they, they talked about that, too. They talked about possibly giving it an intermission, and then they said no. James Cameron what even said, well, you can get up for five minutes and go to the bathroom. Because the story and doesn't nothing. actually matter. That's the problem. <laughs> you, can, you won't miss anything. What? I don't go to the theaters to see a movie that yeah. I could randomly get up and then every going, minute I'm, should be there for yeah, a reason it should <laughs> matt gingell i hope i said that right said how about ai writes the wonder woman 3 script hey. yeah that's it could great. It would blend right in and then use that lensa app to do the art for yeah. it and, and oh those have been my favorite like my favorite discussions is everybody having their like i've heard more discussion people talking about the heart and soul of art in the last like week than I have in my entire yeah. life. Like, Needed the disruption to yeah, warrant a yeah. conversation like that. The uh, it, It's very interesting to see a lot of people get philosophical uh, online for this type of topic because it's a, it, to me, that's the type of topic that's better in person. Like I'd rather right. have that discussion with somebody. Right. Like when it's typed out, it's just way too easy to become hyperbolic and overly verbose uh, to say, you know, like you, because you're passionate about it, right? right. So they have passionate feelings about it. So it gets long. So people write these long things and I get to the first paragraph. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. You know? But but I get it. Like I get the fear oh, yeah. that a lot of people are having about it. But have you seen those fingers on those AI arts? Your jobs aren't going anywhere. Like, yeah, maybe like one day, like basic, like template art will be, will go the yeah. way of AI. But I do think so. High end artists who's, I forget who it was that I was listening to the editor saying like most likely like the high-end artists will license out their style to these companies maybe at this point that's actually becoming a problem because they're licensing out the style of certain artists without uh telling them or you paying them and now can't. they're getting exposed for doing so and have no re legal recourse I don't think you can license I don't think no. you can you can anyone can steal your style no no no. it's already happening no but like that's what I've, I'm saying. I've seen no, this happening right. on TikTok like all of these digital artists are calling out bigger companies for blatantly stealing yes. their styles and yeah. using AI How to recreate it? them and they have no way of proving it or getting compensation. Right. Is that any different than hiring like a t an artist who just rips off other people's styles when they do their art? That's also more difficult to prove. Like right. the fact that they ripped it off, you know, like legally you need... You need evidence. Proof that they did right. that intentionally yeah. and very specific and examples. And that's so hard to do yeah. unless you have history of them like scrolling through your social media and liking posts. Yeah. And, um, and now like they're saying, like oh, that. here's the solution. Just feed AI every yeah. frame of yeah. every Disney movie right. and then they'll <laughs> right. start reforming how this is done legally. Mark, but I don't even know if that's true right. because they feel like exposure of our art is better even if we're not getting paid right. for it directly. Like, the more it's it's visible to the public, the better. Right. Mark in the chat says some of the AI pieces being generated have their signatures in the generated art. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But here's that's the other one thing. way. Does to... does the moment that picture ends up online through the TOS of those websites, it can be it can be used elsewhere. Like, like Instagram yeah. can use your pictures for anything they want. For right? Instagram, like, yes. I'm not yes. sure about other platforms though. And like, if you end up on Google, yeah, but that's only for Facebook. Or, or Instagram to use those right. images as promotion for Facebook or Instagram, not other companies. Other right. companies can't do that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, 
So, like, there could be some legal recourse. I mean, this is there one really of those things, like, there will never be, like, it's going to take decades upon decades for legal precedents to be yeah. set. Like, no way. Like, not anytime soon. And in the meantime, these companies, which will amass massive amounts of money, will just see it as the cost of doing business. Yeah. Right. And when I see, like, all of these threads on Twitter of a bunch of digital artists complaining and whining about not being compensated properly, it sometimes falls flat because... A lot of them are paid a lot and they just feel like they deserve more. Right. Um, but it's like, what do you expect when you're getting licensed out by a mega corporation? Yeah. Of course, they don't care about who you are or what you contribute. Right. Look at how the comic book industry has treated their artists yeah. in the last. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what do you expect? Yeah. Not everyone is the the fair, the, the few at the top. The you know, For no. every James Tinian, there's a million ones that make nothing uh, doing their, you know, working for like embarrassingly, like scary low page and rates. The, it's, and it's not it's really depressing. something they can do about it because they can always just go find someone else. And yep. as the content becomes disposable, they certainly don't care about the quality for most of this stuff. The stuff that d that they do care about the quality for is based on the talent of that writer or that of that right. artist, right? Like a James, like, like Tinian. Yeah. Uh, like black label stuff is sold on that premise that right. it's high end. If you're not a high end artist, that's, you know, I'm, they don't mean to, I don't mean to be rude about that. I'm not saying there's something wrong with, you draw right. average, you're not going to be able to market yourself the same way that someone who has a more proven skill set can do mm -hmm. so. But it's still like, you still feel for them when they have to like, but then they also gaslight you and say, the comic book industry is doing better than ever. And then they're doing yeah. like, uh, uh, GoFundMe's at the end of the month every month for stuff so uh, right. it's kind of a disaster like it is. I feel bad for him the skating industry is the same way like nobody makes any money in the skating industry in, in like, because it's just the the way the pre the model like the way skates are sold is so hard to because they can't sell at cost or volume right like a skateboard can be sold for very cheaply and like millions of them can be made skates are such an investment that it's a completely different medium so much less are sold and so the people that lose out are the ones that actually make money off the skates outside of the company. So there's no money in that industry. So I feel for them. It's just right. sucks to see that happen. Right. Regatan said, Vera, play Disco Elysium and tell them how good it is. Maybe one day Maybe I'll play one day. it. Yeah. Maybe. He's holding on to hope. He Matt is. R said, any way to make a non-woke avatar, what would they even do? They just like it's them like not caring about the environment. Like all none of the characters. I think that care we could get a plot twist where we end up siding with the army. Like, like the the blue people aren't. Well, what are they the Navi even going? So, aren't actually indigenous. They replaced yeah, a so previous indigenous. Stephen species? Lang's character, which he was the main villain in the first movie, he is yeah. an, a Navi this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. What are they doing with that? He just decided to yeah. change sides and go, you know what? It is actually better over here. But they're like, let's just repeat it where the army is still the villain. Right. Is it going to just be somebody <laughs> like, else and it's going to be a rehash of the first movie? Only, oh, hey, the bad guys are actually the good guys and there's just new bad guys. Yeah. I want to, uh, Joseph in the chat says, hot take, skating shouldn't be about making money. Well, any industry that sells a product, like if you're like, if you're one of the best people in an industry and you've worked your whole life to develop that level of skill and that level of talent deserves to be compensated yeah. for their work. But there's it should also be, a hot take. <laughs> and it should be commensurate with what you bring in, right? Like right. It, it shouldn't be about like, you get paid just because you're good. That's a big 
big misconception in a right. lot of those industries. Like, but they're really good. I'm like, that doesn't matter. Do, they, do people actually want to watch them? Do people actually enjoy what they make? That's not the same thing as being good at something. You can it's make, not. you can be good at something and not be palatable and not be right. somebody that people like to watch. And we're in an industry like it's funny. We're in an era now where, like, at least in skating and maybe a lot also in art with like Indiegogo and Patreon, is it's more democratized than ever. You don't need to. Like I did better with my Patreon for skating than I did with sponsors. Right. Like you don't need to. And it's funny. I tried to push that on people. I'm like you do not need these companies. They'll sell their skates without you. Right. So, but you don't need them either. Right. Like you don't need to worry about that because they're never, these things aren't going to change anytime soon until the industry radically changes or the participation level changes. And that's gro- It's growing in Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. But just like art, like just do your own thing. And if people like what you do, you have the ability to be your own person online and sell an entirety yeah, of your you personality. Can. Make is yourself like, a brand. Yeah. Yep. Master Farce Theater. I am not going to read that. Ah, uh, you got your uh, first. Don't, don't. He's one of my viewers. He knows that his. Okay. Oh, I. Chats okay. are spicy. Um, but that, that was your first. Uh, I'm not reading first, that today. I'm not going to read that today. I'm sure many more to oh, come. So not sorry. even one from from uh, Bad App. Not yet. I no. guess he doesn't want to scandalize the guest. He has some manners. Toy News Quarterly (laughs) said, just got my proof copy of my first magazine. So excited. Let's get a PCC ad in for our next edition. You posted a mail link. Didn't work. Let me know your contacts. I don't think we can do, uh, I don't think we have a, we don't have a mailbox right now. Oh, we would have to talk with uh, the company about that. Maybe they mean email, which which does work. I'll uh, check on that, I guess. I didn't know that you had reached out. Um thousand foot deep end said happy friday crisis crew following my tradition of welcoming first time guests to pcc welcome to the show vera dark thank you yes dash fortune said brett ever watch max headroom an 80s sci-fi cyberpunk dystopia it's amazing you'd love it the things it predicted are quite insightful is that the one with max uh matt frewer or whatever the guy from eureka i think it is I think I might have seen Not that. sure. Yeah. Caper two X said back from the doctor's office. PCC crew, are you bad mouthing Marvel again, Brett? Go Army, beat Navy, Sailor Mary. <laughs> You've been pretty tame today. They look, called you the cute guest and welcome, Miss Dark. Uh, look, I was. If anything, it's that I'm like I give DC crap too. I just I I'm more invested in where that stuff goes because I'm more interested in their characters. Right. I just if anything, my my feeling towards Marvel is a certain amount of indifference. Like I'm, I, I kind of want to see Secret Wars, uh, like the the one with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Is that yep. the show or is that Secret Invasion? That's Secret Invasion. The show is yes. going to be, but they're going to do a Secret Wars. I'm sure they'll do, yes. and then they'll probably do Civil War too someday too. It's going to be awful. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Alex making beds and yes chairs also <laughs> said just wanted to tell ya I'm getting drunk with my friends. I'm glad Excellent. that you're able to get drunk and watch Pop Culture Crisis. That's fun. Pour one out for us. <laughs> Bobcat said, you don't need to be Jason Bourne to get into the Game Awards. You just <laughs> need a large pepperoni. Is that true? I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, Gamergate moment? Bobcat uh, said, Jason okay. Schreier is a games <laughs> journalist with less credibility than Anita Sarkeesian. Actually true, though. I hadn't true? heard of him before, though. Uh, well, we yeah, all. He was, that he's bad? one that would say that Gamergate is still going on today. They love it. <laughs> Even though it was, a, it Wait, was many, many years ago. I hope he becomes like an executive producer on that Gamergate movie they were going to be making. 
at BuzzFeed or whatever? They did. That already came out. Oh. Did it? Oh. Yeah. I oh, severely man. hope that Matan Evan didn't get into the Game Awards by sleeping with somebody powerful because he is literally Oof. 15 years He's old. 15. Uh, let's oh let's hold off on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving anyway. on. You know, on that note, Awkward. let's let's move on. So this story came to me late in the day today, and I want to go through most of it. Like I want to read this entire piece. So it says, "Slaves change their band name and issue apology to the people they've offended." So Slaves is a band in the UK. Like you said, they are now called Soft Play. Mm-hmm. And what bothers me about this, guys, is. He gives two, basically two public statements. The band gives two public statements about this controversy, one in 2015 and one just recently as they've relaunched the band. And the problem here is the context. So we're going to go through. It says, Slaves have announced their return to music and they're kicking it off by changing their band name and issuing an apology to the people they've offended. So I want to read out exactly what they said in 2015 when they initially got pushback on the name Slaves. They said, if you pick up an Oxford dictionary and look up the word slaves, there is no mention of any racial context. A slave is a person who is owned by another person and forced to work for free. In that manner, people who deem you a racist are being incredibly small-minded because slavery has happened to every single creed, race, and religion, and it's not a racist term. There are days when we think, oh man, why did we pick this name? But now I look at it, it's important. It says a lot about the time we live in that freedom of speech is so overanalyzed that you can't even use words. This contrasts greatly with what they came out and said (laughs) today and are getting trashed for saying in a notes app apology i hate notes app apologies because they show how low effort and how little thought was put into them it's like i was laying in bed and figured i'd write this today yeah so and and it also kills me that in the replies to today's apology there are multiple people with tattoos of the slaves band name their logo saying like am i supposed to regret this now because like now they're being called out the same way and they're essentially calling their own fans racist it was the very complicit with it was a very similar situation with lady antebellum they put out all those songs in like 2005 2010 got super popular and then they changed their name to lady a because it was seen as too offensive and the dixie chicks are just the chicks the chicks country bands apparently you're not allowed to be country at all the 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 chicks i mean um the women (laughs) so like women that we respect very much the funny thing about this for slaves is that, first of all, their, their username is still slaves. Right. Their screen name is still slaves. They're, they're using right. the name to say this on Twitter, that they're no longer slaves. And now they're coming back from a hiatus just to make this announcement and not release music at the same time. Yep. It's, it's completely a PR stunt right. to draw more attention to the band, probably before they roll out a new album or a new load of singles. And... Instead of marketing it the normal way, they use virtue signaling right. and bending the knee to some woke mob that barely even exists. Like, I don't even think that they were receiving <laughs> yeah. that much criticism for their name. They're just drumming it up now so that more people pay attention to them and stream their stuff. Right. They're hoping that it will maybe bring in a, a new 
key audience and crystal chicks to go to their shows i don't know who they're trying to appeal to here maybe they want to go you know tiktok viral one of their songs is going to be heavily promoted on tiktok now and then everyone's going to love them and they're going to be like wow look at this this was great so it says however we now recognize that our original intent doesn't change the fact that the name slaves is an issue in this day and age we believe it is very important that people change and make improvements no matter how far down the line they are the name doesn't represent who we are as people or what or what our music stands for any longer. We want to sincerely apologize to anyone we've offended. No one you offended you offended is doing so in good conscience. They're cry bullies and they're actually base they're basically mental terrorists. They're out to get you and they're they're so they're, they are they're social terrorists. Well, they are there I to s- control you. What if I say they've offended me by changing the name yeah. now? Then are they going to change it back? Are you sincerely apologetic <laughs> yeah. to the fans yeah. that you have offended by changing your name? People who have gotten that name branded on their right. bodies permanently? Honestly, what, what, I feel like maybe companies don't want to work with them because of their name. You and think? They're, yeah, and they're facing a lot. And they're trying to maybe start getting ready to release a new album. And yeah. companies are saying, well, we don't really want to promote you or give you products to promote. And they're saying, sure. you know what? I guess we'll just change but our name they're because also it's not sabotaging marketable. sabotaging all the past years this band has existed right. and the marketing they've done before. And your now they'll name? have no recognized... Ability right. in the public eye now. Right. Your name is your most important commodity. It is. It it's is. literally your most important commodity. It shows you the power of the guilt-ridden version of social justice right. yeah. that they feel like it's literally like imagine like I wonder if Britney Spears will stop playing slave for you. It's gonna have to be something else now. Oh yeah. She'll have to she'll or she'll send her. It'll be like a babe for you. <laughs> yeah. oh, unpaid for <laughs> unpaid <laughs> prostitute for you. <laughs> like where does where do we draw the line here and i'm glad that like some of their fans are pushing back on this instead of applauding them one person tweeted at them for me slaves was a rare current band that kind of pushed back against the system in both content and delivery and had a true backbone sadly they now no longer represent that and have bowed to the ridiculous woke narrative a real shame i honestly feel like that's the situation with paramore as well so paramore Mm -hmm. When they sing Misery Business, she doesn't say the word. But now they're releasing songs about, you know, being against the news. Like their new single that came out yesterday, it's called, you know, This Is News. And it's basically like, we're slaves to devices. And we are all these things and don't believe the news. We're what now to devices? And, (laughs) and, you know, they're... It's, it's a very similar situation. Here, yeah. It says, however, we feel that the time now has come to pick up ba- pick back up where we left off, they said. But before that, they wanted to address something important. They continued, we called our band slaves. It was intended solely as a reference to the grind of the, daily, of the day-to-day life. As younger men, we responded to criticism of the name from a place of fear and defensiveness. Feeling backed into a corner, our own pride caused us to fight for our name we weren't even sure we wanted anymore. You're lying. You gave a calm, concise reasonable explanation right. as to why your name was that before right there it made way more sense and You're it was a clear, good statement you are clearly in fear now yeah yeah they're reacting in fear yeah. because they don't think that the current climate will re- receive them as well as they did back when the band started but yeah they're giving up their identity of a an artist's group that can push boundaries anymore and now people are like making fun of them because soft play of course sounds inherently like talking about foreplay they should have changed their name to indentured servants (laughs) 
So here are some responses. One person quote tweeted saying, everyone go laugh at the angry white guys in the comments who think pronouns are cringe. They are. Yikes. Another person yeah. said, did I just wake up in 2014? Valid question. I've never like seen something this much of a throwback to like, when anti-SJW YouTubers Wait, were a thing. Is this also, like, are we really in this era anymore? I felt like we were past this. Like, I feel like the, the, the outrage would have been there for a couple of days. Get yourself through it. Weather the storm. Just do what all the smart people do. Don't don't address it. Right. Do Chris Brown beat the crap out of Rihanna, and he just didn't address it. And she, like, forgave him, and they moved on with their lives. And obviously there's... Unfortunately, that is kind of the playbook for how to rebuild your reputation, yeah. is to just not address yeah. the and criticism, whether or not it's valid. And what right? Chris Brown did was actually wrong and awful. What yeah. these people did was not wrong and awful. You have you do yourself a, a disservice by not standing your ground right how can anyone take you seriously mm -hmm. if you won't stand by something as simple as a name that you gave a perfectly reasonable explanation right. yeah. to? like calling somebody a slave to uh, to the daily grind is a common colloquial phrase right. that everyone has heard before is our language really that locked up behind social messaging that you're not allowed to even joke or make not even it's not even a joke to not make some type of you know off-the-cuff reference that doesn't mean it's exactly exact wording right they're clearly just doing this as a grab for attention as they come back from clearly. a hiatus and they're hoping that the reaction from their fans will be okay this pr statement is kind of weird kind of disingenuous and robotic but i'm just so glad that they're back to make new music i'm gonna ignore it right and again i i personally feel like it's it's companies companies don't yeah. want to work with them because they're saying yeah. well your name it's just it's just not it. Change your name and then we'll talk again. Because the companies are also reacting in fear. Right. All of yeah. these corporations think that someone criticizing them on Twitter, like a Joe Schmo yeah. 32, literally. Literally a Joe Schmo 32. <laughs> saying that they're, you know, condoning slavery or condoning racism uh, in, in a tweet that could possibly be written by a bot. The baby boomers that run these corporations don't realize that that's not a catastrophic event for their company. Right. And they just react hastily to denounce anything. Perhaps this changes when Gen Z and beyond get into those positions of power where they're, like they're better to understand. Understand how trivial these yeah. reactions are. How, I mean, granted, the idea is that they're being raised to actually, like, the people who are putting a, the kibosh on this she hates it the kibosh yes. well, the I, people, I cannot believe you the say that people putting the kibosh on this now are doing so because they don't realize that it's actually a small minority that think this way right. the people who will put the kibosh on it in the future just actually it's agree just with because them. that minority can be loud yeah yep I think so. they need to put the kibosh on the name soft play because it's a so, horrible replacement even if you did want to replace like, the name why soft play maybe they go on tour with Coldplay. And then pick up with another. And then they'll do a collab <laughs> called Cold Soft. <laughs> soft Maybe. serve. So, soft, soft, soft serve. <laughs> like it, it will be. It will be horrible. And or play it, play. Yeah, there you go. That also, what good. this is, it's proof that intent doesn't matter only interpretation you can give the yeah. most reasonable explanation to anything and it doesn't matter how you meant it it matters how they took it in our society now right. like it's kind of like what we talk about with shows like the boys like he, oh you can like the show but not that way right like you're not allowed to take an opinion you have to you're not interpreting just like our art wrong, wrong and you have to <laughs> interpret it the correct way or else you can't watch it i'm getting people who are mad in the chat about kibosh 
Sorry. I don't, I don't understand the word. Like, what does it even mean? Where did you under? Where did you hear this for the first time, Brett? From my childhood. Where does this come from? I've never heard you say this. Well, your until childhood from bothers childhood. people. Yes. Well, it yeah. Offends. People. Cancel my childhood. Yes. I am, I am fine with the word slaves for a band. But kabosh. kabosh. You're you're going too far. It's up there with it's up there with um, uh, uh, hullabaloo. I love hullabaloo. Okay, that's yeah, excusable. That's, that's a great one. But that's because it's familiar. Fair. What is kibosh? Fair enough. Fair enough. All I'm saying is like, look, the imagine being like the people who have to go to see these shows now with those tattoos, and now they're just that like, is so. I depressing. was more committed right. than you were. They're that like is so sad. We we officially cancel all of our fans. Like, from, why since we were a new band, if you liked this name. Then you're racist. Isn't um isn't Slav short for Slavic? I believe that that's where the term comes from. Well, slave, not, the slave, English sla- word like does slave comes yes. from Slavic. Is it? Yeah, it derives yes. from the word Slav. <laughs> they should have changed their name to the Slavs. <laughs> then it would be fine. I don't know if either of them are Slavic, but they, they could have done that, and that would have been fine. I'm like, look, Go I'm on Slavic tour with Molchat Doma. I'm Slavic at heart, and they become a Norwegian death metal band. That would be that would be cool. Norwegian That'd is not different. Slav. I'm just I, I'm. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Actually, um, <laughs> okay. That, that was literally the living embodiment of actually. You do not. it way more than me. Okay. Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to super chats. Right, let's do it. Nate Parrot said, "Video game journos are garbage. They, they are. cover games." but can't beat tutorials. That's true. Dean Takahashi oh. couldn't even get through the tutorial level of Cuphead. I also love the, uh, when they make the argument why there should be an easy mode on games because yeah. they, they can't get through the regular. Right, it's yep. too hard. Big Dave sent us 99 cents without a message. Thank you. We love Big Dave. He's very, uh, he never has much to say, but he's always very, uh, <laughs> very active in the chat. I need to stop watching YouTube, said Avatar is the McRib of film. All hype and you bought in. Oof, that is oh, a comparison. Now I need a picture honestly, of like eating, them eating. Well, if that. you like the McRib, all power to you. It's just not that great. Is there another? Uh, is there another food analog to the McRib? The McRib is one that gets jokes honestly, made. Honestly, like, I don't know. There's like Filet-O a fish. There's like a no. Also at McDonald's, no. fish pretty. There's a there's a random scene in like one of the NCISs where he's talking about it's like we are globally connected now. Gee, we can do anything we want as a species. Because absolutely right. We could have the McRib whenever we wanted. <laughs> like that that's now the benchmark for societies. We can have a McRib whenever we want. Right. Potatoes for Seamus said hashtag Brettman is real. Hashtag we believe. And uh, then a bunch of potato emojis. Well I would need to I need a costume if I'm going to do that. Yeah, they'll have to send it. Terrence Rice said if you like R E Resident, oh, Resident Evil, Evil yep. play Signalis, you'll love it. I have heard of it. I have not played it though. Dash Fortune said, flat earthers are just people <laughs> who play too many side scrollers. Could be. Could be. Hmm. Not, no texture. No depth. Big Dave said, Miss Vera is sporting Mr. Brett's next hair challenge. Oh, yeah. Looks, we should order you a wig I mean, and then he's bleached it, it already. You have to wear it. I, I already bleached it when we did the, we yeah. set the challenge. You should have seen my face growing more dejected as the episode goes you on. You knew as it was going to happen. As, as the episode got closer to meeting the amount, I was just like... They just love uh, watching the life leave your eyes. Suff- just suffering. <laughs> um, but yeah, 30... We, no, we can't do 30 again. It has to be more than that. I, I don't want to do that haircut. Uh, that blonde, I got, like, for a guy, no, 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 I don't for, want the... For bleaching, it was 20. So yeah, they I got know, to 27. I- 30 is what they'll need to get you to go orange like. Yeah, yeah. I can't do orange. I will do blonde again. I will not oh, come do orange. On. We could get you a wig and then dye it and you have to wear it for like a week. 
with a you're with a slave a to the chat oh my god that yes. offends that is so offensive. hashtag triggered how hashtag could offended you, how could you say that to me bobcat said mary i meant pizza you went bad at places there i don't get it i don't get it either i'm <laughs> bobcat, sorry i'm going back up to bobcat's last chat he said uh uh, he says, you don't need to be Jason Bourne to get into the Game Awards. You just need to have a large pepperoni. Maybe he meant a large pizza. Like He what? means like you're a pizza delivery guy and you just sneak in. That is not what you meant, Bobcat. That is but what he meant. Go with that narrative. <laughs> Waffle Sensei, <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's 15? Yeah. Crap. How do, yeah. I, how do yeah. I go back yeah. on this? Waffle Whoa. Sensei he said, is the changing of the name slaves an admission that they meant black people when they made the name slaves? But they make the point in their original right. argument that, that it did not have racial context right. in its original. Right. Inter- and that would stand now. Yes. So why wouldn't they stand by the name now? Well, what if they were talking about we, we this band name to draw awareness to a childhood, the you know, S-word slavery that kids are sold into literally all the time. We, we see that. We talk about uh, child trafficking and stuff like there that. There are a million That's a different things slavery. that it could mean. It could have like almost no connection to the institution of slavery to begin with. In fact, I'm more offended by their lack of creativity in finding a way out of this yeah and in coming up with the names soft play (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe they use one of those name generators like i know post malone did that to figure out his rap yeah he used a rap name generator like a gamer tag generator and then it's like xx sniper (laughs) underscore 420 x six nine six nine yeah yeah we can't forget that can't forget that bad up said are we talking about the same band slaves that goes by rain city drive johnny craig was in slaves and he is (laughs) i can't say that blank with the voice of an angel i got the same confusion earlier bad up it is not the same slaves as the one that had Johnny Craig, I w- I almost lost my mind when I thought it was the same one. Though. See, what if they just get what if they just get Kanye West to do some guest vocals and then it just oh, goes completely wonderful? That, yeah, we'll collab that. of the That's century. Go well, <laughs> and, and Bad App said they should change their name to Gimps. But he he is actually one of the people you know before he went nuts who talked about how about the mental nature of slavery about how you're uh, that slavery is a mindset in 21st century. Do you think he's yeah. gonna go back to music? I hope he does. I think that he will. I, I think, I think he that he's going to what in I like wanted, two years. Yeah. Well, what I wanted is like, look, great art is born out of co- conflict and struggle. And he's certainly going through something <laughs> really, really crazy yeah. right now. There's some amazing music could come out of all of this. And, you know, not, you know, apart from disagreeing heavily with a lot of what he said, it doesn't mean I don't want him to make great art. Right. I mean, this whole slave situation reminds me of what's going on with Dungeons and Dragons and a lot uh. of tabletop games where you, we don't use the word slaves anymore because it's offensive and it bothers people. And they even put cultural teams behind the projects now to sift through all of their content, which is something that Square Enix also is doing with their video games. They have an uh, like a diversity ethics committee that's that's you know looking at everything under a microscope this should be the most as a if you're an actual creative that should be the most offensive thing in the world to you that yeah that they're there it basically to more you would think that you. these creatives would not want to work for these companies i understand that it's good money it's exposure but at a certain point you know don't you think that they would care more that wow a lot of my creativity is being stifled at these companies i think that it's time i go my own way and find a different project i think that the the paycheck 
comes above all else. I think the security of yeah. it comes above all else. And also we, we do sometimes take for, for granted the fact that we are not, maybe not in an echo chamber, but we have our own view of the world that they might not share. They might not see those sacrifices as the same as right. somebody like you or I do. And that's, you know, whether that's to their detriment or not, we, I can't say, but it does make sense that, you know, people have different standards for what they find uh, worthy of change and what isn't. Yeah. So. But as an artist, it should be offensive. It, it should be for yeah. any artist doing anything. Basically. Allow me to come in and play armchair quarterback for you and tell you what you did wrong. It's like that. Did I ever tell you the story? It's like uh, a couple of different people covered it about this. She wrote a YA novel. And if you think comics are bad, if you think movies are bad, YA is a, is a cesspool. Yeah. And this lady basically wrote a book. It was like a she, she was like a banker, and she wrote a book that got published, and it involved like. A, she was from China her parents were from China and it involved slavery in it and she got such backlash from the the YA community also be afraid of anyone who uses the term community because they're about to culturally enforce something upon you because it's offensive to the community right you're part of the community or else you're a troll you wouldn't want to offend the community and basically they got her to she canceled her own book because she didn't want to deal with the backlash of people saying you can't involve the theme of slavery in your own book because you didn't experience it as if the people alive today experienced it right almost nobody has experienced slavery in the first world what they would say to her is that you as somebody who was not a victim of uh whose ancestors were not a victim of slavery or racial segregation literally every person that walks the earth right now has ancestors that were enslaved it's just that widespread right and there but their argument would be that if you grew up in america you weren't part of the demographic that was held back here in previous generations whether it's through redlining all various forms of government enforcement that did exist but are now you know aspects of the culture that are being put back into effect only they're going the other way where they're getting rid of those standards at colleges so that they can openly discriminate on purpose right Mm. so it's a weird world we live in guys yeah does it ever feel weird to you that this stuff that people take it so seriously anyways. Like that these are such culturally, maybe it speaks to their the power of, of storytelling, to the power of art, that they've become these cultural touchstones, that so many people actually consider it a battlefield, that they have to argue with someone about tabletop gaming, about, about offending someone in tabletop gaming. <laughs> yeah, if you think yeah. about it, it's all so insignificant when you put it in perspective. People just don't have a you know, community or family duties or religion yeah. to look to anymore for meaning so they have the, to argue about gamergate on the internet the kidification gamergate. the kidification of our society where they're just not uh there's that great argument to say like uh like women are becoming social justice communists because like they're not having kids so well, they're yeah they're sublimating they something their... to do speaking <laughs> of extended adolescence though let's go to our going? next topic yeah. about kids entertainment nice. being adapted into horror films the recent one we need to talk about and react to True. is the mean one, a parody of the Grinch. Let's let's just react to the trailer because I, I love it. I don't think we're gonna get a copyright. I didn't hear any copyrighted music, but if we do, you know, we'll I'll clip it later. It is yeah. what it is. Remember that story about Cindy you know who? When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Why, Santa Claus? Why? But what if I said that's not how it went down? <laughs> down, down. Monster! You gonna be okay? Because we can turn around right now. No. That poor girl. Her mother was killed. Her mind snapped. 
Did you ever find the Christmas killer? I never got a reliable ah, description of it. Thank you. It's gonna be Timing. quiet. Is the... Christmas. Sounds like it's in this show. Yeah. <laughs> he is out there. What if the Christmas killer is back? This town cannot go through another Christmas killer thing. A Christmas Not a killer. killer. Us thing. folks down in Newville, we liked Christmas a lot. But that thing that lives just north of Newville does not. What is it? The mean one. He's slippery. Look at even older Jeff Day. He's a mean one, that mister. Not gonna be a victim anymore. Oh, she's not Time gonna to be roast a this victim beast. anymore. <laughs> You're a dead one, Mister. <laughs> they never say his name. I think it looks good. I love it. I like the line. It's like I'm not gonna be a victim anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like in our society today, that's actually a bold statement. Yeah. In the world <laughs> we is. live in today. I think that this is a great idea yeah. and all of these films that are coming out that are parodies that are more adult themed uh are really Violent good. Night was good yeah, that Violent was a fun Night. watch Violent they're doing Winnie the Pooh I'm excited for Blood and Honey yeah. I'm really excited for Cocaine Bear I'm excited for <laughs> Bambi the Reckoning yeah. it's all great uh and the and uh fairy tale uh what was the the Peter Pan one that's, that's oh yeah the there's one. a Peter Pan one uh, coming yeah. out as well Neverland Nightmare Neverland yeah. Nightmare. That's well, fun. I mean, like, this is the kind of, of entertainment that can bring everyone together. Yeah. It's apolitical. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's apolitical. Yes. It's also not part of something that's been politicized, like the you know tribal loyalty between different comic book universes that makes watching a simple superhero movie yeah. into some kind of act of defiance right does this, <laughs> right. Mean, does this mean i get to get like like uh religious right people to come back and say this is i want to think of the kids arguments coming back from well from it the, kind of uh, is oh some people goodness. think you shouldn't be able to corrupt children's entertainment and children's stories oh. into something that's more adult themed. I don't agree with that. Wasn't much of fairy tales about getting kids to grapple with existential fears? Yeah, fairy yeah. tales like, for kids used to be extremely terrifying and Disney was to blame for sanitizing right. them and making them softer. Well, Disney so now did this is just a return to what they were to to make them darker like Hunchback of Notre Dame. That one that's, was really yeah, dark one. and then they faced so much backlash and then they went, "Ah, let's do fairies and butterflies and rainbows." Were there any others that they also like stayed true merch. to that theme? Um, I can't think of any others. I don't though. know, but they all did of the really try to push fairy that tales, movie. Like right. Snow White, Little Mermaid, pretty much all of them yeah. had darker themes in the original folk tales, and Disney was right. responsible for basically memory holding well, what right. those I mean, stories look at used what to they be did about. To, like the Little Mermaid and yes. Cinderella, and how yeah. brutal and dark they, you know, originally were. Well, I'm very excited for that new Little Mermaid movie. It's going to be it's oh gonna be a wonderful! Very, it's going to be amazing. So important surely. for representation of little yeah. girls everywhere. Well, the gen the the ginger side is continuing as as yeah. we learned. Yes. They also I, I take that personally. Yeah, <laughs> and I took that personally. Uh, they 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 make us some interesting correlations here where they talk about it being part of the gridification of pop cinema. I'm not sure if I uh, if I see it the same way because I 
see the gridification of pop cinema. In this, they reference X-Men never putting them in their traditional costumes. They, re- they reference uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy being obviously far different than the Adam right. West Batman era. Like, all of that's true. But yeah. this is such a genre apart from yes. this that I oh, don't really... Yes. It feels like a bit of a leap. It seems like more it's fitting into like... Who didn't love the leprechaun? Right. Huh? Uh-huh. Let's go. Or gremlins. Or... They're, they're also saying this is part of an anti-nostalgia trend. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case either. Because people are really just tired of nostalgia baiting. Yes. Where they take what you miss and then yeah. defecate on it, they, basically. Right. <laughs> right. And like ruin what you loved on purpose rather than parodying it in a more right. creative I think way. things like this can work where it's very clearly a parody. It's not doing away with the old version of the character. No. Yeah. It's, like, it's making to. something new that is similar and in like the, the same The realm. live action Snow White, the live action Little Mermaid, we know are meant to... Be different. Yeah. They're they're meant to erase ruin. the the right. last iteration of that character, yeah. right. not make a parody of it. Right. I think parodies are way different. Yes. Yep. Also, like, and that is like when you do genres like this, you don't have the cultural enforcement because it's not seen as the same level of cultural significance. Right. Like the reason they come for those, the, the reason they come for Disney, the reason they come for comic books is because they're absolutely essential to youth culture. Yes. Now, m- me and Mary go back and forth sometimes, but it feels like the movies, like especially comic book movies, they're not for teenagers anymore. They're for pe- guys in their mid thirties and people in their mid thirties. Yeah. Um, I-, I agree with that sometimes. Though I do, see, I do see plenty of kids. Spider-Man is universal. Yes. Kids of all ages love Spider-Man. But like the examples of nostalgia they give here are the rare examples of the ones that work, not the hundreds that are bad. Right. They they mention Top Gun Maverick. They mention uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They're things that work. Those are the ones that actually paid homage to the originals. Also, I told Mary this the other day. I think I realized the reason that I love Top Gun Maverick so much. I said, when was the last time that you watched a movie where a competent male lead who didn't get crapped on for being old or out of touch ended up getting the girl at the end and actually yeah. walk, like riding off into the sunset. Right. I don't right. remember the last time Honestly. it happened. Like, right. in, in not in a cynical. Like, it's the opposite of cynical. Right. They, they had Lady Gaga do like a like a, a soaring ballad for the outro of this movie. Where in today's it's culture, it's so sincere. Yeah, it is. In today's culture, I imagine that there was cultural advisors who were probably telling them like, "This won't resonate with people. People right. are only cynical and and judgmental now." Yeah. No, that proves that that's not the way the world is. That. At our depths, people want to aspire to more and to experience more. And you just don't get that from most of the culture because most people have given up on trying, especially people that are in the arts and are extremely jaded. Imagine you have like 900 scripts turned away and everyone tells you your work is awful (laughs) and then expecting sincerity and honesty. Right. It's a miracle that a Top Gun Maverick happened because they had such a golden opportunity to take that character and desecrate him and use a fish out of water storyline to show like wow he's so he's so behind the times he doesn't understand that like it's not cool to be racist anymore grandpa right like they could have totally done that (laughs) and they didn't and it's appreciated did you see that top gun maverick won the best picture by the national review uh national board of review for film good that so i was like the national review of course they (laughs) no national board of review so it was the number one movie this year so like it was like I believe that the thing that's missing more than anything is sincerity. We yeah. lack sincerity. All we talk and about maybe about- making parody films is part of part of that problem. No, I, I don't because see it, it that way. It is cynical to take a children's yeah. character and make it into a 
murderer. Okay, yeah. I get that. But it's not being something. It's not but trying it's, to be. Yeah, something it's, it's, it's not. not taking what you loved and then yeah. ruining it. A lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of media is being taken and twisted around. I mean, mm -hmm. as we're pointing out, movies, video games, manga, you know, Western media is trying to demonize Japanese media like manga and anime because they can't control it. And to these creatives, right. it's all about control. Yeah, from some of our commenters I've seen, like, they enjoy anime and manga because it's free from the tropes and expectations that Western media right. falls victim to so often. Right. And it's kind of the last refuge in their eyes. Yes. I just, I'm, I think maybe that's why, like, so much of, like, when I talk about stuff that I like in movies, I can never actually put into to actual words. It's, there's an honesty, sincerity. I, I talk about charisma. I talk about, with female characters, there's warmth. Like those are things that are that you understand as a human being, but can't really be measured outside of just interpreting it and how you perceive it when you see it on right. screen. And they don't shoot for that no, anymore. They don't at all. Like it is almost as if we've hit that stage where film is in its like I'm too cool to try stage. Like they're like the the rejection has been too hard on them. Right. And they they understand the cynical nature. And we've talked about this before. Like you feel that Gen Z is more cynical than previous generations or is that yeah. would you say that's fair yeah like, more cynical more nihilistic, nihilistic. also on both yes. extreme ends uh at least of the political aisle more polarized yeah. they're less in the middle and they feel strongly about yeah. either extreme here's the thing i don't expect that when i say like sincerity i don't expect these actors to be good people i don't expect I don't. them what i want is like can you fake it Right. Can you can you at least produce Fake a, it till you make yeah, it? Yeah. It was all I mean, I never believed that they were good people when they made movies like this good. Right. But what I believe is that there is a market. My cynical side says you understand that there is a market for sincerity. Right. Be the capitalist I know you all are right. in Hollywood, no matter what you tell me. Be a capitalist. Fulfill a need that people have. They want to see honesty. They want to see sincerity. And it's why the female lead trope doesn't work because there's no there's no vulnerability in those characters, which goes hand in hand with those concepts. Yeah. And it's like I'd take I, an Emily Blunt over a Jennifer Lawrence yeah. any day. Oh, of course. Yeah. In fact that that uh gives me a suggestion for one of these super chats later. Oh yeah. And um so if we if if you um who what what horror film would you have Taylor Swift make then? Or what parody what, film? Existing horror franchise, or, or what? What childhood movie would it, would we have her do? The Page Master. Mm. Nobody. I don't talks want Taylor about Swift to make anything. Nobody talks about I, that movie. That movie was good. I. Great. Fantastic. We, we should, agree on a yes. lot of movies yeah. here. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, I don't know what what movie she does. Maybe she does. Uh, well, they they did horror. Why do you, movie Why like are you did. supporting this? I, because <laughs> it's for the lulls. Like if I if it has to. I be, feel like she should take like a Disney princess and put a lot of femininity into a yeah. movie, but have the female mm -hmm. lead be like, just like a, a killer. Yeah. <laughs> she, could, she could do it. What, or what if she went the total know. opposite way and, and made like a, a pro men movie where the guy, where the girl's awful and the guy's the good guy. And well, just, I take like, that from like, anybody. She's like, I'm subverting expectations, <laughs> yeah. but the, the other way now we're not going to subvert them. Taylor the, Swift could make something good only if it's about her. So I believe in her she just in that way. She's in the incredibly, character. yeah, she's incredibly so articulate a, yeah. at uh, showing her own feelings and her own experiences. But anything outside of that, forget it. Yeah. I got it. She can make Coyote ugly too. 
Coyote Ugly too. Coyote Ugly too because no, don't touch Coyote Ugly. I love Coyote Ugly. Yes, but don't touch it. Make Coyote Ugly. I just watched Coyote Ugly for the first time the other week. She just kind of disappeared. She had to. She got. She had an affair and cheated on her husband with Eddie Cibria. I don't know. Vera, what is the appeal of Coyote Ugly for you? I don't know. It's just fun. I mean, (laughs) sure, but like. I, like I watched it for the first time after Brett constantly talks about it. It's like raw I don't and constantly I just, talk about it, but I do love it. It's like raw and flirty and fun. I don't know. I mean, it's all it's, right. It's, it's it's. I just I don't know. I don't really get the. Uh, she is so sincere. She like the the actress who plays Piper Perabu as that character is is uh, as Jersey is so sincere. Well, it's also true. got Maria Bello as the the bar. It's owner. definitely not bad. No, no. Here's the other thing: like a movie like that, you couldn't make today. They, they would never <laughs> no, allow you that. Movie. They would you never couldn't. allow that movie to be made today. And, and let's you know that's got a very young uh, Bridget uh, Monahan in it. Like very young Bridget. Mon- She's from John Wick. She plays John Wick's wife in the John Wick movies. Oh, she is yeah. in that. Um, like very young Bridget Monahan. Oh. She's the one who plays the lady who punches yeah. the guy. In the, but like there's just it's all sincerity and like I feel like that's missing because we don't live in a sincere society anymore I think that phones and internet culture has made us naturally kind of averse to being open with people because Because you can put online whatever you want people to see and and then you don't actually have to show who you really are and I I point that out when I was like do you edit your photos the second you edit that photo even think about photos back in the day you didn't take the photos of you somebody else took the photo of you and And then you saw it on Facebook the morning after I haven't experienced this myself because I I was a child on Facebook but that's like the common trope and that doesn't happen anymore right but but I'm saying like there was but the, you never looked at, like you never looked at those photos that were taken of you in the moment and thought you like you the moment was right. more important right. than how you looked in that photo and now it's you the remember, opposite yes uh, and I feel like that is what's led to a lack of sincerity in our culture it's also a, a, a traditional romance a, a weirdly traditional romance story that doesn't you know between her and the guy yeah that they just wouldn't do anymore right um, so it's also got the funny comic book reference because she loses his uh, issue of the Punisher in the yeah. to the bet. Yes, movie's fantastic. I'm gonna get a Coyote <laughs> Ugly shirt for myself. I'm gonna do it. We need you know Batman shirts. And, yes, yes, and that will Coyote be Coyote Ugly next. shirts. Yes. Let's go to super Let's chats. Do it. Big Dave compared the McRib to the Enchirito from Taco Bell. <laughs> Long Haven't time ago. had one myself. Bad app, I'm not going to read that. Of course. Michael Hinton said, Anybody remember when Prince wrote Slave on his face back in the day? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, Prince was a... I don't remember Prince that. was a game changer. Being a Minnesotan, you you grow up with Prince. That's a very yeah. big part of Minnesota culture because he's, uh, he's from Minnesota. His studio is in Chaska and he's kind of a... A big deal of first ad, like a part of the first half music scene and that whole culture down there. Also, one of those uh, a weirdly like it's funny because he was like very very uh, androgynous and had a very unique look before yeah. we put labels to all of that right. stuff. He was very ahead of his time in that respect because yeah. he was also religious. Right. Um, but his uh, his death hit a lot of my friends very very hard. It was Mitch Hedberg that hit me really really hard because he's like from my area. But yeah, Prince was a, a big deal. It's sad. Waffles Sensei said, Preach Vera. I'm a DM myself, and I would love to yeah. take on the D&D industry and unwokeify it. it the art nice. is dying, and modern material is turning to trash. I want to yes. know what your opinion is on this new movie about Dungeons and Dragons that's coming out. I'm all for giving things a chance, but I just don't 
see this cast. I don't know. They're a lot of them are larger. Like one of the Bridgerton stars is in it, and then Chris Pine is in it. Mm-hmm. We don't really know all that much about what it's going to be, and yeah. it looks like they tried to make it for you know younger audiences. And mm-hmm. I'm worried about what narratives are going to kind of be pushing it with how woke Watsy Wizards of the Coast has gone with Dungeons and Dragons. We don't know if they have any sort of creative control over it, but with the direction that, you know, Dungeons and Dragons has gone in over the past few years and a lot of tabletop has gone in in these past few years, it's very concerning about what will actually be in the movie. If it's just like a you know, a light-hearted action movie. I think it could be good, um, but I, I don't know. I mean... Very hard thing to translate to is. screen. Very, it very is. difficult. I mean, you think video games are hard to, to translate onto screen. Um, they did that kind of with Free Guy. Uh, th- but that's not based on a video game. That's it's like not, that's just gen- but it's still like the concept. It, it translated internet culture, I feel like, better than, than just video games. Like it, it embodied kind of a lot of the aspects of internet culture. And would that be transhumanism even in a way? Like Maybe. Yeah. Uploading also, yourself. Also, <laughs> in 2012, there was a direct-to-DVD Dungeons and Dragons 3, The Book of Vile Darkness, which was pretty good. So I think that Dungeons and Dragons can be done on screen i just don't know current day you don't have faith yeah i just when you hire when you hire chris pine and you can't even get chris hemsworth and then they got the bridgerton star reggae jean page yeah and he was he gave that show up for this movie i thought that that was the dumbest move ever because he was on bridgerton people loved him on there he did uh he did gray man with uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris right. Evans, and like he's in the running for James Bond. Yeah. There's also some crazy. Um, there's some crazy like rumors going around that I was seeing today that were saying that the the conspiracies that they've already casted the next James Bond. They're just not telling us. It's I don't a, think they have. It's the guy who played Tangerine in Bullet Train, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. I, I say they just go with um, anyone but Killian Murphy. <laughs> Literally anyone but Killian Murphy. I wouldn't mind Killian Murphy. Dead eyes. Can't we'll be see. James Bond. Poco Rosso forever said, Brett, got any weekend movie recommendations? Uh, if you haven't seen Sicario, somebody mentioned Emily Blunt earlier, so therefore I mentioned, uh, I referenced oh, okay. Sicario. What else uh, What else would be good? I watched, uh, like, rewatch X-Men. Rewatch the first X-Men movies. Like, that time period yeah. was, that time period was great. Or even, what what would be a funnier one? Jonah Hex. Remember Jonah Hex from, like, yeah. 2010? So, uh, yeah. like, there, there's a lot of great stuff. I find that, um, or uh, if you want to go, like, Mob or something like that, Casino. Casino is really good. Uh, or American Gangster, which is on Peacock. You can watch it on Peacock if you uh, need a reason to watch Peacock. Peacock. Yes, it's a thing. Oh, too many services. That's what I'm saying. They all need to yeah. just get bought up by yes, one big conglomerate. I'm usually not all for big purchases, but same. Just, just maybe like two or three. Yeah. You could bundle and use Amazon Prime to bundle most of them together, but then you can't use individual apps, and we all know how awful the Amazon Amazon Prime, Prime you can watch Rings of power now yeah, who does? Yeah. we uh yeah like uh, it was really funny <laughs> we, we were talking about rings of power last night and uh we couldn't like can't, still can't believe that they're they're a great their big idea after a show that crowded was to say here's eight more people that we're going to hire for this show mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. insane 
I mean, hopefully that means they're getting rid of some, but still too many. Yeah. Johnny Derp said, sincerity, fake that and you've got it made. Ha-ha. See, fake it, <laughs> fake it. Fake, like all I want is you to make, it's not even technically faking it. You're like just, you're making a movie about something you may well, not necessarily. it's a necessarily, movie. Of course yeah. you're faking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, uh, I miss it, man. Like that was probably what it was. It was that end of that movie felt like I was waiting for something cynical to happen. And when nothing cynical happened, I was like, they're proving it's not that complicated. You can do this. Just do it. Yeah. Beanbag Actual said, Mary, it was the Marine Corps in Avatar, not the Army. That sure does change the plot by a lot. That yeah. That's... Sheesh. I mean, we better... Such a we huge might as well difference. watch it right now. I mean... <laughs> um, <laughs> Thousand Foot Deep End said, nobody better touch the page master. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those movies, man. People don't. <laughs> I'm side eyeing you. Like yep. You were the one who brought it up. You yep. shouldn't give them any ideas. Leave it alone, man. Don't even put that out into the world be, today. I don't think that there's any way they could make that good today. No. I just, I don't think so. Such a unique time. It was. In animation. Carnell said, I hope you all do yourselves a favor and watch the trailer for Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Looks like a bloody good time. Also, hello, Vera Dark, Sup Mary, and Hail Brett. Hello. And that's... Uh, Fun. We have, I haven't watched that trailer yet, so we'll have to watch haven't that. Haven't either. Have you guys seen Violent Night yet? Yes. Yes. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen it's it incredible. yet, and I really want to go it's see really it. Good. It's, it's okay. I, Incredibles, uh, it's good. It's very. It's it's above average, especially given that like you don't go into it with the super... Like You don't have to go into it with super high expectations because yeah. it's its own thing. I've been itching to see it. The yeah. only thing is like expect a panic email lead. Yes. Other oh, than that, the, I think it's good. Yeah. It's The, the movie holds itself on its own in spite of the awful characterization amongst yeah. the male lead but the the little girl in the movie saves the movie and uh and david arbor as santa yeah, yeah. matt said bullet train was a solid meh strong disagree there I, matt see, bullet so, train was really good the review i saw last night was they said it was it, it ventured into the territory of like uh i only watch reviews after i've seen something yeah right and he's talking about it he goes bullet train was uh it's reminiscent of the era of like tarantino but not tarantino movies that came out right after pulp fiction uh between like 96 and 2002 so it's a lot of like it's a quirky bad guy and, it, and it's it's hyper violence done with uh you know with really really fun with a really really fun tone it's its own thing but uh, I thought that they could have cut out the Zazzy Beats stuff that felt unnecessary to me. But in general, you know, a movie like that where everyone's kind of the bad guy, I'm here for. In fact, Brad yeah. Pitt was the least interesting part about yeah. that movie. Uh, but like you need him like that. It he actually, was just there to show you yeah. everyone else. But it's also it's it's it speaks interestingly to how important it is to be talented as an actor where he is the least important part of that movie. But it still fails if he doesn't do the job right. Right. If he doesn't do it right. Like he's uh, like you need that person like that, somebody was saying that Johnny Depp was supposed to take that role. Oh, before uh, before he got no, hired to do it. No because one of wants the, to hire Johnny now. Well, they do. Well, Maybe they do now, no, they do. but so, not when they were making yeah. Bullet Train. Yet Kevin Spacey's out here getting role after role. Like Italy's like, we'll take him. Right. Who? Can, uh, right. He did what? I, we, no, don't Same thing English. for Amber Heard. I'm yeah. sure she'll find right. refuge. Johnny's in the... doing a French film right now. Yeah. But well, oh, okay. So yeah. we're sending them. Our, yeah, like, yeah. I remember that now. So yeah. all our actors that get in trouble, they're like those second place jerseys that go to like third world countries <laughs> when a team doesn't win the World Series. We're sending them overseas. Is that what we're doing? I mean, I hope that Johnny Depp will be getting roles in Hollywood again. Let I hope he will. I think I th- he probably I think will. that he will. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that they're going to stay away from him for very long. I mean, there was the rumor that Disney went and offered him 
like over what he joked about asking for, which was like, what was it? $301 million and, and yeah. a, a thousand alpacas. Some, a large amount yeah. of alpacas. That's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carnell said, you can try to resist, try to hide from my kiss, but you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight. Fight the moonlight. See, I'm partial to, um, the other one from that movie, um, though Can't Fight the Moonlight is, is also very, very good. That's but a jammer. She's, uh, <laughs> she, she's, um, I, my favorite part is still when she's like messing with like the iMac. Or with the with like the iMac and she's like she makes her voice really high and she like yeah. giggles and you know, like she's then suddenly really good at producing music. I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, like, surely, <laughs> like that's you, like, it. The yeah. guy's like, this is that's all. That's not suspicious. Like, this is all you need for music production. It yeah, is but it was, it was it was 2001. What can you? It was yeah. a color. Say, it was people those, didn't understand it back then. It was those gel colored Mac Mac uh, iMacs. Yes. So uh, it was a different time. And, <laughs> and and let's face it, John Goodman even said when he did that movie, because I did it for the money. Like and also the the friend like I love that the friend is like perfectly cast as like the not as hot friend yeah like, he's like, and then she goes on later to say that she was fat shamed on set blah blah well blah. Piper Parvu is tiny she's like this oh, yeah. she's like this big uh, and in the two thousands if you were even slightly overweight I'm sure you got some pushback on that mm-hmm. nowadays I'm not so sure yeah. Bad App said, back in my day, we had to take nudes with a Nikon camera, plug it into your computer, <laughs> upload to TinyPic or Photo Bucket. Yeah, uh, there's just people in, in like, all over the world just terrified because they can't remember their Photo Bucket password. And they're like, I need to get those off there <laughs> yeah. really fast. Let me in, let me in. Let's, uh, I still have my Photo Bucket somewhere. That's like funny. I still have, like I logged in like a couple of years ago. Like, uh, you, it, better, you better find that password, <laughs> yeah. Brett. It's, it's all skating photos back when you didn't have like a storage else. Elsewhere. Right. You had to like post stuff there. Caper 2X said, Marines marry, no army, a great weekend, PCC peeps. Why is it important that they were Marines and not army though? Like, does that change the because plot of the matter. movie at all? The, well, in the military, I mean, the <laughs> What's branches the difference? of the military have their own, you know, conflicts with one another. Yeah relevant in whatever the, the movie, year of no avatar well, <laughs> took what, place he said they're what they're marines not army yes yeah well it's marines the water that wait, makes sense what? navy seals marines no wait what could have been like army <laughs> navy like no wait but why would that no. be important marines in the work with the navy I, I thought the marines worked more frequently with the navy i don't know i just uh it's just relevant i guess they just feel like it matters Right, even though there were giant machines. Explain, to chop send down us trees more money and, and explain. I don't get <laughs> everything over. Biddy Beastly said they are faking sincerity with the woke crap, as is evident in their IRL hypocrisy, and it shows how bad of actors they actually are. Faking sincerity with the woke crap. They're bleeding hearts, yeah, when it when it benefits them, but in all other situations, they're underhanded. Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Oh, so he says it should be Space Force. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, why would it matter who the Marines or the Army are in like the year 3000 something? (laughs) Did anybody watch Space Force on Netflix? I didn't watch it. No. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I should. So I've heard. I've actually. It's one of those shows that I always meant to watch. And I was like, I'll watch it soon. I'll watch it soon. I don't really watch. I haven't really seen anything of Corel outside of, uh, the patient. The patient Um, was good. I'm still through episode three. I need to finish that this weekend. Right. Um, I heard you said it picks up. Yeah. After it it picks up. Excellent. I don't want to spoil. Yes. It does pick up. We watched the first few episodes. 
I didn't watch the first few episodes. I watched the first episode. A, oh, I, I carried on. I, I quite. It enjoyed didn't really it. It draw just, me that it, much. Uh, didn't hold me. In, it's though. slow, but yep. I mean, it's it clearly was supposed to be pretty slow, low budget. I mean, well, it's like a lot of single location. Yeah, mostly all in the same place yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Is that all of them. All right. Don't you see that it's all of them? No, no. I, I, I <laughs> Don't was, you uh, see? I was. I do now, guys. I, Vera, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on YouTube, uh, Vera Dark, Dark Titan Enterprises. I do gaming, live streaming, and entertainment commentating. I'm on Twitter, Minds, BitChute, Odyssey, Getter, all at Vera Dark or Vera underscore Dark on Twitter. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll be back one day. That would be of good. Of course. We're going to yeah. have shirts. We're going to have shirts. Yep. Yes. Batman shirts. Batman forever shirts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mary, where can they find you? Thanks again for coming on, Vera. I really appreciate it. And you can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived. You can read my name thoughts on Twitter also at Mary Archived. And your daily reminder to go submit any pop culture crisis related memes or out of context clips, especially from this show, to our pop culture crisis subreddit, and we will react to them on the next meme review. We must be like far behind. Like we got to catch up on the. We're gonna have to do a meme review soon. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, again, like the videos, leave comments on the videos, subscribe to the channel, would you please? Uh, it helps us out a lot in the algorithm, and we appreciate it greatly. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. I believe one more just came through, Mary. I I will interrupt myself for super chats. Caper 2X. Yep. Mary, traditionally, Marines are more used in, I don't know science what Science fiction. Science fiction because they are shipborne troops. Science fiction doesn't have ground SF. troops. Uh, Didn't they wear masks in Avatar? And though? they did have ground troops. Yeah, they did it have It was mostly troops. ground troops, actually. I, I remember that so, much from the movie. Even right, which is why long I think time. we all got kind of confused yeah, on I don't the know. difference <laughs> because there were ground troops. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I thought he was in Special Forces. Um, oh, uh, Special yeah. Forces? I don't, that I don't might, know. That's what I that might be. Yeah. yeah. Elaborate. Send us more money and tell yeah, us what money. you meant. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, at Brett Dasovic for the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. I didn't say the wrong time today. That is fantastic. Good for you, Today Brett. was good. Brain uh, on. <laughs> uh, so 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify, if you would prefer to listen rather than watch. Some do. Uh, we are also on social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at Pop Culture Crisis. Instagram, at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Later. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.